Welcome back to Liberal Dan Radio, talking the left, that's right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming at you from New Orleans, Louisiana. To join the conversation, it's area code 914-803-4131. That is 914-803-4131. You can also join us in the YouTube chat at youtube.com slash Liberal Dan Radio. If you're in the Blog Talk Radio chat, just swing on over to the YouTube chat. It's much easier to have y'all in one place. Um, if you're listening after the live broadcast, just leave your comments and questions, etc., in the uh, YouTube chat as well, or at uh, liberaldan.com. Um, I'll eventually find it there too. Or you can uh, interact with me on Twitter or Facebook as well. Shouts out to Aaron and Jolie, the uh, mod squad here and on YouTube and, and also on Twitch for nerdydan.com. Uh, if you want to support the show, you can uh, support me monthly at patreon.com slash liberaldan. You could also support me at um, Individual with individually or one-time shots at uh, buymeacoffee.com slash liberaldanradio or click the buy me a cider button, which brings you to the same place on liberaldan.com. Or you can send me a Venmo at uh, the Ven- at liberaldan at Venmo or just scan the QR code here on the screen. That'll get you there as well. And uh, just make sure it's friends and family because you're not buying anything from me. So the bottom half of the hour, we're going to have Louisiana Representative Mandy Landry to talk about a myriad of issues. Um, for about a half an hour. Um, it's, um, you know, it is Louisiana legislative issues, but these are going to be issues that um, are issues that we're dealing with nationwide as well. They, they are issues that many states are dealing with. Louisiana has a Republican-controlled legislature and a very conservative Democrat governor. So uh, these are issues that every state's dealing with. Uh, everybody is dealing with nationwide, especially states with Republican-controlled legislatures. So even though it's a state issue, it's a national issue, especially issues like abortion. And we had a couple of things pop up that, that were happened today. So they were, it was timed perfectly, even though they sucked. Um, we'll, we'll, let, we'll let Representative Landry uh, speak on those specifically when she calls in in about half an hour. Um, but I was very prepared for today's show. So... For the first time in a very long time, we're going to start with this week's headlines. Senator Tommy Tuberville says that Trump's verdict makes him want to vote for Trump twice. So not only does Tommy Tuberville enjoy sexual abuse, he likes voter fraud too. Representative George Santos was arrested today on 13 federal counts dealing with fraud and embezzlement pertaining to his 2022 campaign. He is out on $500,000 bond. Anybody think he got that money legally? Tucker Carlson announced that he intends to have a TV show on Twitter during a stream with Elon Musk. I'm sure many conservatives had their pants around their ankles and went through gallons of lotion at the prospect. Anybody want to invest at Witten Jurgens with me? Carlson said, you can't have a free society if people aren't allowed to say what they think is true. In other words, you can't be free unless you're free to spout your own delusions. But if Tuckums does a show before 2025, he gives up a $25 million contract stipulation for violating his non-compete clause. Seems as if Tucker wants free speech, it's going to cost him $25 million. In entertainment news, Robert De Niro just fathered his seventh kid. Sorry, Robert, but you're never going to catch Nick Cannon. Finally, Tonight, CNN is having a town hall in New Hampshire for former President Donald Trump. When asked why, they said, it's important for sexual abusers to have a say, too. 
And that was this week's headlines. Did you know that Back to the Future, you know, in Back to the Future, Marty went back 30 years. So it was 1985. He went back to 1955 in the first movie. If they rebooted it or, or did a redo now, 30 years ago would be 1993. So instead of uh, playing Mr. Sandman, uh, when, when Marty went back in time, they would have to play Enter Sandman by Metallica. I, I have seen a meme going around where they show Tom Holland playing Marty McFly. I'd be cool with that as long as Robert Downey Jr. is Doc Brown. Of course, Biff from Back to the Future and Trump had a lot of similarities because Biff loved to grab women without consent as well. Which brings us to the topic we're going to talk about in the top half of this hour, which is the verdict that was reached by the jury uh, in New York that Donald Trump did sexually abuse um, the woman who accused him of sexual abuse, um, E. Jean Carroll. And they awarded her $5 million in damages for the sexual abuse. They awarded her um, for his, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> um, they, they awarded her for the fact that uh, he, spoke, I guess, spoke ill of her. Um, I'm blanking on the word. Ugh. Crap. Anyway, blanking on the word, whatever. Um, but anyway, so and he did it with malice and, um, and with, I guess, with willful malice or whatever. And so all of those things added up to $5 million. And I was kind of like doing it in my head when it was happening. And I was like, oh, and the last amount, it was like, they, it was like a random $20,000 amount. And I'm like, well, that's weird. That's weird that they did like a random $20,000 amount. But like the last amount was like $1,780,000. I was like, oh, that's why they did the 20000 amount. So that, uh, so that it all just equaled out to an even $5 million. There you go. Well, um, so, and of course, the first thing I saw on Twitter was a bunch of people trying to be apologists for um, Donald Trump and, and oh, oh, he's exonerated because they didn't find it. They, didn't, they, they exonerated him because the jury said that he didn't rape her. Well, they said that he sexually abused her. But, but they didn't rape her. That's all they focused on. They were like laser focused on the dating raper. So, of course, last night I had to do a fat man rant. I just looked back for, you know, I hadn't done a lot of fat man rants um, in a while. Um, I started my first one a long time ago, like 2010 might have been my first fat man rant. And there's not a lot of them. I think I've done six in the last month and a half. Uh, so... I've had a lot of rant about recently um, and maybe like four very recently, like in, like in the last week, maybe. So, so I did a fat memory on, on this one last night. So that's new. And that came up at nine o'clock in the morning. Um, and I had a full intent on calling into Jeff's show. Um, and I called into Jeff's show this morning, which caused me to name him my hypocrite of the week. 
This week's Hypocrite of the Week is Jeff Cruer. The conservative talk show host will call for impeachment when President Biden is within sniffing distance of someone's hair, but let Donald Trump admit to grabbing people by their genitals, and he'll make excuses, change the subject, or get so high-pitched that only dogs can hear him, and then he'll cut you off so you can't finish your point. To see who next week's Hypocrite of the Week will be, tune in to Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from left, that's right. Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Central on Liberal Dan Radio on YouTube and on blogtalkradio.com slash liberaldan. All right, so that's the Hypocrite of the Week. And I posted that to the Patreon about 15 minutes before the show, but it was before the show. So if you're a patron and you happen to be paying attention, you got to hear that 15 minutes early. Otherwise, it's still up there. So you can always play it if you wish, uh, if you want to hear it, if you liked it or whatever. Um, but I didn't think that would be enough for today's show. I didn't think just me saying that he was the hypocrite of the week would be enough for today's show because me just saying that he would get high pitched me just tweeting about the fact that I caused him to go to plaid or whatever, that I got him just so incensed, um, and, and that he cut me off and basically hung up on me and doing a whole bunch of whataboutisms, that wasn't enough. That's not enough for this show to just show. He, he basically exemplified the experiences that I've dealt with when it comes to arguing with these people on Twitter and when it comes to trying to have discussions about all this crap. Um, so I downloaded and then uploaded my call to Jeff this morning, and now you'll all get to hear, it's about three and a half minutes, because um, he only let me on for less than three and a half minutes. Um, uh, this is my call to Jeff, and, and actually, it, some of this is just post him hanging up on me, so you get to hear all of his whataboutisms. So, uh, buckle in, kids. This gets, I'd say good, but... Ugh. Let's get the other side of the political equation. Caller who goes by the handle, Liberal Dan, is with us. Good morning, sir. Welcome. How are you? Morning, Jeff. Um, you know, Trump morning. claimed that Trump claimed that this, this woman wasn't his type, but, I mean, he was talking about now, um, because in his deposition, he confused the picture of her with Marla Maples, a very attractive woman that he once married and he was clearly attracted to. Um and remember back in 2016, Trump said that he could just grab people without consent. And, you know, many people said it was just locker room talk. No, wait, no, wait, 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 wait. I think that was, a, that was an interview from 2005 uh, that was okay, uh, well, re-emerged, we, re-emerged in, right. 20, in 2016. Right. Well, we, okay, so that was 2016, a, we heard the interview in 2016. And y'all from 2005. Okay. That, yeah. We heard it in 2016, Jeff. Yeah, right. We heard it okay. in 2016. And then in, in his deposition, he doubled down on that. You heard the deposition where he doubled down on that. He said stars have been doing it for a million, a million years. So mm-hmm. he said that he does it in 2005. He said that, and now he said that stars have been doing it. Um, why would we not believe it when he, he admits to it and he says that stars are doing it? Now, I'm not convinced that Trump will ultimately have to pay. I believe that he can appeal this all the way up to the, to the activist conservative Supreme Court. I give them about a 50-50 shot of ruling it in his favor if it gets appealed all the way to the Supreme Court. But here's the yeah, thing. Yeah, well, it by, should be. By, so they, they said he didn't, the jury said he didn't rape her. 
<laughs> right? Uh, but, he wasn't charged but, but, on rape. But the jury said that he sexually abused her. Is sexual abuse okay, Jeff? No, it's, it's not. But if she no, lied, but she said, but hold <clears throat> on. She said, did she not say that he raped her? She, she said, yeah, did she, she said did she raped. not say did she not say that he raped her? And they said that so. They did not have so there are, are is the jury saying she lied about that? No, that no, no. They're just said the jury is saying this is how this is how the legal system works. The jury said that they did not have enough information to say that that, that it's more likely than not to say that there was a right, but they did have enough information. Of course, of course not. Say, of course not. They, were there any eyewitnesses? Were there any eyewitnesses to this? Were there, there any there eyewitnesses eye to this? Were there any eyewitnesses to this attack? Do we even know Donald Trump was in that uh, department store? There's I mean, no he says he's never. Place, he Jeff. says he's never met her. He says he's never doesn't even know who she is. There's I mean, no this is and this is from twenty-seven years ago. Are you kidding me? What about Tara Reid? What about the oh, woman who used to work for Joe Biden? When is that well, going to get a hearing? When is she going to have? Thank you. Thank you, Liberal Dan. We got to go. When is that woman? When is that woman going to have Liberal Dan? We got to go. We got to go. Thank you. When is that woman going to have a court case? When is that woman going to get a hearing? When is she going to be uh, taken seriously? I'm so tired of this double standard where everything is thrown at Donald Trump. Donald Trump has to deal with all these ridiculous charges. Donald Trump has to deal with all these investigations. Donald Trump has to deal with all these prosecutors. And Democrats can get away with whatever they want to do. Bill Clinton? Bill Clinton uh, raped a woman. Was, she, was, uh, was he ever charged uh, in that case? I certainly believe Juanita Broderick 1,000%. And what happened to Bill Clinton? Absolutely nothing. Okay. So if it's a double standard that Donald Trump has to deal with ridiculous charges, does that mean that he's saying that Bill Clinton had to, had, should, should have had to deal with ridiculous charges too? So he's admitting that... Um, that, Donald, that Bill Clinton had to deal with ridiculous charges? Is that what he's saying? Come on. Like, come on. It's not. And here's the thing. He didn't let me have, his, have my full say on my show, on his show, but I let him have his full say on my show because, you know, I strive to be better than that. I strive to let people have their full say even, just because, you know, Partially, I like to give people enough rope to hang themselves. But he, you know, all full of whataboutisms. Because, you know, if it's wrong, look, look, you know, if he would have let me go on, you know, if he would have let me go on with that, with that conversation, I would have been like, all right, if the statute of limitations is not exhausted when it comes to Tara Reid and... If Tara Reid wants to file a civil lawsuit against Joe Biden once he leaves office, she should be able to do so. And if she can convince a jury that it is more likely than not that he uh, did something inappropriate and illegal to her, whatever, he violated her body autonomy and caused her harm, and that to the point where he w- should have to pay her damages, then he should have to pay her damages. Simple as that. That's how the legal system works. And if she can't prove that is more likely than not that he did something that would cause her harm that would require him to pay her damages, then he won't have to pay her damages. Same thing with Juanita Bod Broderick. I mean, I don't think that there's anything in the statute of limitations. I don't think the statute of limitations would allow that for Juanita Bod Broderick. 
the only reason, the only reason that Donald Trump is in this in, in the first place, the only reason that she was, that E. Jean Carroll was able to sue right now and win this lawsuit is because Donald Trump can't keep his mouth shut. Donald Trump is incapable of keeping his mouth shut. And even a conservative person on Twitter that I was debating this was like, I have to concede you that point. I mean, I made that good point, that good of a point. They're like, you know what? You're right. And I'm like, hey, I got a Trump supporter to tell me that I'm right. I'll take that victory. Um, Because here's what happened. The way that they wrote the law in New York was that if you defend, defamation is the word I was looking for earlier. Um, If like you defame somebody about something about like a previous crime, even if the, or previous action, and even if the previous action, like the statute of limitations for that action has expired. If you defame somebody about that, basically my understanding of, of the civil law is that the statute of limitations kind of opens back up. So she writes this book detailing what happened to the best of her recollection and he comes out and if he wouldn't have said a word if he would have just said no comment if he could have just said like i don't have any recollection i don't i don't remember this this person and i don't believe this i don't believe what she's saying to be true and and just left it at that um if she would have just left it at that and not and not defamed her and not done what he does with everybody else, which is just burn everything down like Sherman did to Atlanta, which is his tactic for everything. He just has to lash out and just crumble everything to the ground. If he would have just said, I don't, I don't know her. I don't remember her. I don't remember ever meeting her. And I don't, I, I don't think that this is a true statement. And that's it. If he would just left it at that, she would have, there would have been no defamation. And if there would have been no defamation, she would have not have been able to bring the other civil cases back up. She would have not been able to have bring this, bring, brought the civil lawsuit. And despite him being a scummy person and despite his, you know, I believe that he did it. Absolutely. I believe when she says that he did that, I would believe her regardless of whether or not he said you know, in that inside edition, you know, tape, I would believe that he did it regardless. I especially believe that he did it because we have video or audio of him saying that he could move in on people and like a, uh-uh, and grab them by the hoo-ha. You know, I especially believe that, that if she's saying that he grabbed her without consent and he admits that he grabs people without consent and then he doubles down and says, oh, well, the stars do that. Yeah, the stars do that. They do it all the time for millions of years. Stars have been grabbing people without consent. Then guess what? I believe that he grabs people without consent. And, yeah, I, and then the, do I believe that he didn't know her, that he wasn't attracted to her? No, because he said he, she, the picture of her from way back when looked like, made her look like Marla Maples. Oh, she, he looks like Marla Maples. 
So no, I, I absolutely believe that he, that he did exactly what she said he did. But if he would have shut up, she couldn't have brought the case. She wouldn't have had a defamation suit, so she couldn't have brought the other charges as well, or not charges, but the other civil cases or civil torts, I guess, as well. There would have been no civil trial. There would have been no damages. There would have been no jury trial. It would have been in the news. There would have just been a a book, and all there would have been was a report in the book, and that would have been it. And he wouldn't be out $5 million and whatever legal fees he had to pay to defend himself in the civil case. But he can't keep his mouth shut. Furthermore, let's say that go on further on into the, into the deposition. If he would have kept his mouth shut in the deposition and say and and said nothing about the person in the picture, but instead he says, "Oh, that's Marla," instead of Marla Maples, by basically saying that was Marla Maples instead of saying, oh, "I don't know who that is." I, I don't know who that is. Who is that? I can't really recognize her. If he would have just said from the beginning, I don't know who that is, and they would have just let, her tell, let, let them tell him who that was, instead of just coming out and saying who it was, they wouldn't have been able to use that against him. Play dumb. I mean, he is dumb, he, he could have play, but he's not smart enough to play dumb. That's the thing. He's too dumb to play dumb. How dumb do you have to be to be too dumb to play dumb. It's ridiculous. Furthermore, how dumb do you have to be to double down on the grabbing by the hoo thing? And how bad's your attorney? You're in the middle of a deposition and somebody asks you about the grabbing by the hoo comment and you've doubled down on it and you, at every everybody who's a, who's a conservative and Republican, most of the people who are your supporters would buy the whole, it was just locker room talk. Now I never bought, it was the whole locker room talk. I was, I've never been in a locker room where I've said things like, Oh yeah, I would do, I would grab people without consent. And if I was in a locker room around people who was saying I would grab people without consent, I would leave the I would leave that area at least. I would not hang out with those people. And as I was talking about what was it? Was was it the other show that I was talking about the fraternity thing um, with with the rape whistle thing or whatever that I was talking about? I forget what I was. What I was that a video that I was did I did? I brought that up the other day. I don't remember when I brought that up, but I brought that up the other day. And there was a fraternity that brought it up, and they were joking about. I don't know if they were joking or not. They were making rape jokes, or whatever. Like, oh, it's locker room talk. I don't, I don't believe that was locker room talk. I believe that they, they were, you know, horrible people. And so I left because I don't hang out with people like that. But they apparently do hang out with people like that. So but when people, as they, as they say, was it, was it Maya Angelou that says that? I want to say it's Maya Angelou. When people tell you who they are, you believe them. So when Donald Trump tells us who, who he was, which is somebody who grabs people without consent, we believe that he grabs people without consent. So I believed him when he said it the first time. All he had to do in the deposition 
was say, I was just joking. It was just locker room talk. I was just kidding around. I wasn't serious about that. That's all he had to say. I mean, maybe he didn't mean it, but how do you prove that he didn't mean it? How do you prove that, that he, he, was, he, wasn't, he wasn't being honest about that? You can't. All they had to do, but all they had to do was just say, I was just joking around. But we have evidence from before. I guess you could have pulled up the video from before when Donald Trump said, uh, I don't kid. I don't kid around. He, so he has said that before, that he doesn't joke around. So he could have used that against him. I would have used that. If I would have seen a deposition of him saying that I was just joking around about the whole grabbing by the hoo-ha thing, I would have then pulled up the video of him saying, I don't kid, and say, well, well, I thought he said he doesn't joke around. He doesn't kid. And now he's saying he jokes around. Which one's which? Now he's a liar. Well, we already knew he's a liar. But I would have brought that up. And I'm sure if any of those attorneys in the deposition would have known about that, they would have brought that up too. But he's too stupid to keep his mouth shut. So he doubled down on his stupidity. And he said, oh, yeah. Stars have been doing that for a million years, and I'm a star. So that's him admitting. That's him. So there are, hopefully, I don't know how many of the, of the millions of poorly educated people who are going to turn around and say, oh, well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to support Donald anymore because. I thought he was just kidding about grabbing those women by their genitalia, but now that they now that he said that he grabbed him by the genitalia in a second time, I believe that he actually does grab the women by the genitalia, and you know maybe he's telling the truth, and that's not right, so I think I'm gonna go with someone else instead, so i I just don't think that's right of him because. At the end of the day, I really am a Christian, and that's not a Christian thing to do. So I'm going to go with someone who I think really, really is someone who, who really is, you know, holds on to true Christian values and not someone who's going to be molesting people and grabbing them by their genitalia without their consent, especially out of, outside of the, the bonds of holy matrimony. So... I think I have to give up and I'm going to I'm going to have to burn all my MAGA gear because I don't think I could take voting for him anymore cuz I think that would just be wrong. I don't have any faith that they'll do that. Not one bit. Um not one bit at all. And I'll catch up back with the with the chat in a second cuz I've been just flowing. But um maybe, you know, your middle class upper middle class suburban housewife types who you know vote republican because their husbands want them to or whatever and and who you know or vote republican because you know they like the money part of it maybe they'll be like you know i vote republican but i just don't think i can support Donald anymore because because I don't I wouldn't want to be treated like that I wouldn't want people grabbing me by my genitals so I think I'm gonna have to vote for someone else you know I think I might have to vote for that you know the guy because I don't like Disney anyway 
So I can devote for that to saying this guy because he, he has also the thing where he doesn't like the gays, but he's not grabbing people by the genitalia. So I'm going to vote for him or something like that. So who knows? Maybe he'll start to lose some support. Who knows? I don't have any faith in that. I'm sure he'll still win the. I'm sure he'll still win the primary. But then maybe in the general election, he'll, he'll lose himself more people, so that you know Joe Biden will be able to win clearly and win even more votes, so Donald Trump can cry some more. But, oh, it's still even more. It's still even more votes. I'm gonna have to call even more people and ask them to steal the election for me again. Oh, um, okay. It's eight twenty-nine. That probably is, is that Mandy? That might very well be Mandy. So let's go ahead and answer the phone and see if that's Mandy, Representative Landry. Hey. Hey, is that Representative Landry? Hello. Yep, I just was listening to the end of you. How is it? Oh, doing very well. I I would ask you how you were doing tonight, but I saw some of the things that happened in the legislature today, and, and it didn't look very good. Every day, every day. Every day. <laughs> yeah, it's Louisiana after all. So anyways, everybody's listening and everybody listening after okay. the show, you know, when the replay as Representative um, Andy Landry. Tell, tell everybody about yourself and what, what what district you represent, where that is in Louisiana and in the New Orleans area, and, and just a little bit about yourself. Yeah, sure. Um, quick question. Are you based in New Orleans or elsewhere? Yeah, I, I live in Algiers. Yeah. Okay, just making sure who I was talking to. Um, yeah. So, yeah, probably a lot of people recognize my name. I'm Mandy Landry. I was elected in 2019 to the state legislature. My district is 91, and so I'm one of the sort of uptown districts, uh, not all the way. I have the Irish Channel, some of the Lower Garden, Milan, Broadmoor, and Hollygrove. Um, so I have a very residential, extremely diverse district, and I was right. a first-time candidate, never thought about running before, and I am not only the most progressive member of the legislature, but I definitely have uh, probably the most progressive district in the state. So it's been uh, a privilege. Well, I mean, it's very good that, that you found yourself yeah. in a good district to run in. Um, back, in 2000 and, back in 2004, um, I'm my first time running for office. Um, I decided to run for Congress, but I ran in the first congressional district, and that was just horrible. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, very, very Very tough. gerrymandered and very terrible. So. Right, I didn't do right. very well. Um, but yeah, you so, tried, um, I did try and, and, and failed miserably, <laughs> but I, I learned a lot. So there's that. So, um, so I'm more focusing on this stuff now. So, um, but yeah, I mean, and am I right in remembering that um, for a while you, you unregistered as a Democrat, but you re-registered late, later? Yeah, am I, am um, I-, I had a... No, that's right. I had a very messy, ugly, aggressive, uh, brutal Senate race last year in which a lot of my own people being Democrats in New Orleans and the state party were, were kind of part of it. And um, I'm, a, I'm a true blue, died-in-the-wool Democrat, very far to the left, and our state party is just a complete disaster. And so I, I left um, and intended it to be indefinite to kind of point out and it allowed me a lot of room to talk about the state party chair and mm-hmm. uh ended up who's terrible i ended up going who's she, i mean that's a whole other conversation yeah. incompetent unethical um and i ended up going back before a session um i had a lot of i don't want to call it pressure encouragement from my caucus and friends and everyone said look we want you there it just makes everyone's life that much harder 
when you're not right. in. I can, I can respect that, you know? I mean, I had Devontae Lewis on, on the show before as well, and we talked about oh, all of the I shenanigans that took place. Yeah, yeah I had, I had we friend. talked about all the shenanigans with uh, with the endorsement process and how the chair like changed the rule. They changed the rules to try and screw them, and then they changed the rules again to try and screw them again. It was it's just terrible. I mean, she's Republican light. Like, I mean, it's terrible. It's, like, I I don't, I, I don't think she has principles even. I think it's just like no. a power you know, crown sort of thing. And she hasn't raised any money. She hasn't really recruited candidates. And those are the basic functions of the job kind of thing. So. Right. Anyway, I mean, I, and I'm, I was in your boat as well. Like for like way back when, when Edward Edwards came back into the picture and decided to run for Congress again, like mm-hmm. I was, oh, I, yeah. I basically said, I said, if the state, I was like, if the state party endorses Edward Edwards for Congress, I'm leaving the party. And I thought it was the safest thing ever because who who would think that the party would endorse the convicted felon Edward Edwards? And they did. And I was like, are you kidding me? So for like, and in Louisiana we have open primaries. So the only reason you right. you need to be in the party is to is to vote in the in the presidential primary. And the presidential primaries are so late in the season it doesn't usually matter anyway. So I was like, meh. But then I went ahead and re-registered for 2020 so I could just yeah. vote in this primary just yeah. in case. I think yeah. the country is going more the way of the independent. I mean, you saw the woman in Nebraska who's awesome. And, I mean, I, I did it with no qualms. and But when I've, you know, had a lot of talking to, I have to rethink about it, just the practical matters. But people people aren't really left or right. And younger generations, they hate it. They don't understand it. And I don't blame them. Right. Yeah. So one of the first reasons I had you on, I uh, wanted to get you on, was there's that, there's that bill that's being presented um about um the they said it, it's it's if if a police officer tells you that you can't uh, approach mm-hmm. you're you're like if you if you approach a police officer within 25 feet and a police officer tells you to stop and you don't stop approaching they can fine you up to 500 dollars and lock you up for what six six months is it uh, or three months or something like that i'm not sure it, it's really bad we're I think we're, so for your listeners, I think we're debating it on the floor tomorrow. It's scheduled right. for tomorrow. I'm not sure if it's actually going to happen, but you can uh, watch the live stream of anything in the legislature, and we start at 1 tomorrow. So it is on the schedule, and we'll see if it happens. But it's, um, when I saw it filed and I saw the author, who is a nice man, but very different, I said, mm-hmm. hmm, this is, this is, something about this is off, but there was like 600 bills filed. So I sent it to, um, I think I sent it to my ACLU friend, and he's like, oh, yeah, this is like a anti-filming um, bill. And I said, oh, of course it is. And, it's, right. yeah, you have to get 25 feet back, which is like all of the, all of, basically all of the, you know, George Floyd's and those situations would not have been, we wouldn't have really seen what they were doing. You would have only seen it from far away. And right. you wouldn't have had the video evidence of what was happening if they had to be 25 feet away. And that's, that's exactly what it is. And, like, how do you measure and how do you prove it? Like, it seems so subjective. Like, how do you – how does the officer say, like, this person is 25? I, I, I don't – how do I know? Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't seem like you'd be able to prove that or not prove that. But, yeah, it just seems well, to just yeah. – we, kind of trans- we need more transparency. We need – yeah, we need more yeah. more transparency with, with – with everybody in government and police officers are part of the government. So we need more transparency, not less. So it's just one of the, one of the terrible things, but yeah. one of the other things it's like last, and, yeah. yeah. 
Sorry. Terrible. It's a terrible, terrible rule. So last year, yeah. um, Louisiana passed a, a very draconian uh, abortion restriction. And, and let me see if I get it right. Um, it bans abortion um, at the point of implantation. Um, and I think Edwards fought for that instead of conception to make sure that the morning after pill was legal, um, supposedly, you know, as supposedly something. Oh, he was trying to brag about that. Um, then you could only the only exceptions in the law are if there is a threat of long term permanent damage. So like if there's a threat of short term permanent da- or short term ma- or or long term major damage or permanent major damage. So if there's a threat of permanent minor damage or or short term major damage, that's not okay. It has to be long term major damage in order for there to be an exception. There's no exception for problems with the fetus. Uh, if, if if the fetus is not viable, there's no exceptions for anything like that. Uh, if the fetus dies, you have to basically deliver it. Um, and is that basically a correct interpretation of what the current law is? I mean, yeah. Most- so, so what it what it is now is is there's no real abortion now unless you're like almost dying on the table because they they have in there a maternal health exception, which is when the life of the mother is in danger, and it's pretty narrow. It's narrow enough, or I should say, also vague enough. That's what the litigation is addressing. That doctors and hospitals are like freaked out about what it means. Right. As I'm sure you and your listeners know, like so much. So much stuff goes wrong in pregnancy, and it's way better to deal with it when you first see it going wrong than later when you're, like, on death's door. But they're freaked out about it, and the reason it's so vague is because the extremist anti-choice right-to-life movement, um, they think women are lying, and they think doctors are lying. And so they made it so that it's so draconian and weird and vague that everyone's afraid to, to use that exception. There's no rape and incest exception they have something in there that you can have an abortion when the when the pregnancy is medically futile. So that's not a medical term. Doctors mm-hmm. will tell you they're like, there's nothing called medically futile. But right. there are situations where, I mean, you saw the woman, Nancy Davis, she found out in Baton Rouge, her baby was, uh, her baby didn't have a skull. It just had like a brain stem, I think, or something like that. Arcania. Um, I think it's all Arcania, Arcania, something like that. And they mm-hmm. still wouldn't. Baton Rouge Hospital still wouldn't do it, and she had to fly to New York, and clearly that baby wasn't going to live. So they left it vague enough and crazy enough and worrisome enough for the doctors who can face a long time in prison so that everyone's afraid to to do it, even if you're in a lot of trouble. Right. And that's true. I mean, to me, I mean, I'm I'm an abortion-on-demand person, you know, only 0.5% of abortions, you know, if I'm remembering correctly, take place after like the 21st week. And all of those abortions are ones that are taking place because of a, of a health issue or a fetal abnormality that's either going to cause the fetus to die in utero or immediately after birth. Like, there's nobody who's waiting for eight months and then's like, you know, oops, I don't want to be a parent anymore, so I'm just going to eat the fetus out and not and not, you know, and, you know, nobody's making that decision. And everybody's, you know, trying to trying to paint, you know, doctors and persons who can get pregnant as a as horrible, evil people who are just, you know, twisting their non-existent mustaches in most cases and, or whatever and saying, I'm going to just, you know, kill all these babies because I'm a horrible person. Meanwhile, 
Nobody wants to give them health care right after they're born. So, yeah, um, so, so that's two big points you raised. So, yeah, third trimester abortions are very rare. It's, like, it's actually 2 or 3% the last trimester. And actually, Pete Buttigieg had a very good interview on it. And he's like, these are people who they have a crib. They have the baby's names picked out. Like, this is a very wanted um, very planned pregnancy. Well, I wouldn't say planned, but like they knew it's happening and then they find out something horrible, like really horrible. And you shouldn't force someone to continue to carry a baby they know is going to die. It's, it's up to them if they want to do it. So they have to, um, I think only Colorado still does it. Maybe one other state is hugely expensive and mm. it's horribly traumatic, but you have the propaganda of it is, you know, their whole partial birth abortion in their mind, it's, you know, the baby's being born and at the last minute they changed their mind. Like, that's insane. Like, if a woman walked into the doctor's office at 35 weeks and said, I want an abortion, they would immediately call, like, mental health professionals because something's wrong. Like, something's very right. wrong about that. But you're right. They don't, they don't want to add to health care. They don't want to talk about infant mortality or, you know, lack of child care or basically anything that would be helpful. Those are all disgustingly underfunded. And we're, guess what? We're going to have way more babies in Louisiana, and they're going to be born to so many more women um, who are poor or on the precipice of poor. Right. And ironically, they'll probably be born to people who are likely to be Democrats, and then the Democrats will retake the state. <laughs> but that's not something Absolutely they want to right, talk about. Absolutely right, but they about. don't even have time to vote. They don't even have time to vote right, they're working exactly. like three jobs. <laughs> but, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's another – I mean – you know, I, I was, it, was, it was an unrelated point, but, uh, you know, it, it might seem like an unrelated point, but in reality, it, it's, it's not. Like, I saw a bunch of conservative people bemoaning um, women's suffrage. Like, they were like, what good has happened become, because of women's suffrage? Oh, my God. And, and, and one of the first things that I found that happened almost immediately because of women's suffrage was infant mortality rates. Um, you know, infant death rates dropped, like, you know, mm-hmm. more infants lived because now that mm-hmm. women had the right to vote, they could uh, petition their elected representatives to, to fund like, you know, at, you know, these, these programs that would go like door to door and like fund, you know, cleanliness and health, health drives or whatever, and basically mm-hmm. fought all of these diseases and, and stopped all these diseases at the root. And so more, more babies were living longer and less babies were dying because of these illnesses. And so infant mortality dropped all because women got the right to vote. So it's a good thing. You know, it was all of a sudden nobody had an answer for me on that one because they weren't expecting an answer, A. But B, you know, it, it just counters the fact that oh, these you know, women are not out to kill their baby. Women, if a woman, a woman wants to have a kid – Somebody is pregnant. They want to have a kid. They want to have their kid. They want to take care of their kid. And the only time they're going to yeah. yeah, they're going to have those those rare exceptions. Or yeah, they have a crib picked out. They have a they have a you know my family dealt. You know, me and my wife we dealt with two miscarriages. It was it was earlier on, but it was it was sad, and you know we moved on. But you know, and it's it happened. Yeah. But you yeah. You know, and some of these ridiculous yeah, couple, laws would some of these ridiculous laws would prevent <laughs> the procedure after a miscarriage to to clean to you out like the, the, the dnc or whatever so yeah i mean you could you could you could bleed out you could you could really bleed out it's super dangerous to not get that get that taken care of but i mean a couple of points to that um you were talking about voting so louisiana as an example only about 20 percent of our legislature 
are women and it shows. <laughs> it right. very much shows. You know, if we had more women there would just be a lot more attention on healthcare and babies and education and it really, really shows. But also in relation to abortion and wanted pregnancies, about half of women who have an abortion already have a child. Maybe I think it's a mm. little bit more. And that's because they know you know, children are expensive, it's difficult, or they might have had a very difficult pregnancy and they are worried that they might leave the child orphan. But most of all, it's a lot of women who are very close to poverty or, or very, very close to being in a very bad situation and children are extraordinarily expensive. And, you you know, if they're, if they're especially single mom, but if they're just close to poverty, they have to work. And so, you know, think about you have the kid in school and you're doing okay and then you're pregnant again. You're like, wait a minute, I'm working two jobs. Like, I, I can't have another baby. What am I going to do with it? Right. And and that's why a lot of people do it is financial reasons. But, I mean, healthcare reasons. Like, you had a tough pregnancy and you, you don't want to go through that again because what might happen to you? And it happens so much. Like, people don't realize it. Like, your wife's miscarriages. I mean, if it, if it had gone on longer towards the end and she was on the close, you know, on the end of something very, very traumatic for both of you, she might be too scared to do it again. And that's totally her choice. And I think you said it might be on better Twitter, for you and your kids. <laughs> right. And I think you said on, on Twitter that there are no pro-choice women in this in the Louisiana Senate. None. We have five women, uh, three, three white Republicans and two black uh, Democrats, and they are all very, very anti-choice, and they're actually the ones who, for the most part, filed and passed, like, their worst laws in recent years. I mean, our first trigger ban, a trigger ban for people listening, is we had in the law that if Roe was overturned, we'd immediately um, make abortion illegal in the state. So that was signed by our only female governor, Kathleen Blanco. And so right. we, we have a weird, a weird state compared to other states that it's not all white Republican men. It's just a lot of women from both sides of the aisle. And, yeah, that's all we have in our Senate. And it, it became more ob- – I shouldn't say more obvious, but more glaring where I think it was South Carolina. Yeah, South Carolina, they had five women in their Senate, black, white, Democrat, Republican, and they sort of banded together to stop um, – I can't remember if it was a six-week bill or something along those lines to stop that from going into law, and they did it. And we don't have a single person who would do that. We have we have several um, Black Democrats in the Senate, uh, men who are pro-choice or who vote that way, but are not, as far as I've been able to tell, vocal about it. And it's just it's mm. very different. And unfortunately, it's I shouldn't say unfortunately. It's just how it is. Is that women have a greater voice on this, which is one hand good because women can get pregnant, but on the other hand, we need more men like you and, and some of my colleagues to speak up about it, to recognize that it's not just affecting a woman's body, it is, but it's also affecting the families and the people right. involved. And she passes away in a difficult childbirth, you know, who's left raising the kids and dealing with the loss of a spouse. Well, I'm a horrible fundraiser, but if you can help me with how to be glad to join you in the legislature. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we need we need more people who are not retired, not wealthy, um, right. that who are really you know living life here and and they make it hard. It's it's really hard. Yeah, I promised my wife that I wouldn't run for election because I also ran like twice for like Kenner City Council and that was terrible too. Like I promised my wife I would not run for election again unless <laughs> I could unless I could raise funds and not do it from my own pocket. So um, it's yeah. hard. It's really hard. Yeah. 
am, am I right though? Did I did I read this correctly? That one of the I mean all of the all of the amendments to the horrible abortion law were were struck were like taken away today. But am I right that there was one Republican woman from St. Tammany that did propose one of those? Mm-hmm. Or am I wrong about that? So there was say they were they've all been passed over ish. Like there's still some I should I say this? Nothing is really dead, dead. <laughs> like okay. sometimes there, like a bill is dead in committee, but there's a lot of different maneuverings that sometimes there's a way to bring things back. So on one hand, nothing's dead, dead. But um, Mary Dubasson from uh, Slidell or Slidell area, I forget. She's a, a Republican. She is lovely. And she has her own conscience and, and does what she wants. And so she has a bill that is uh, – angles on the maternal health care, like what, what does it mean to, to be, you know, in dire need or at risk? And she, she decided not to run it today when all the other ones got killed. And I'm, mm-hmm. not, I'm not sure if that means she's going to try to run it again or if she just maybe read the tea leaves and said, let me try a week later. So it's still out there. And the ones that were killed today was like two rape and incest and, I don't know, something else. Um, I mean, they were killed. They're killed. They're probably not coming back. But there's there's always a chance something can come back. But that committee just apparently the Republicans on the committee just sat there and didn't ask a question and just voted no, as they mm. were told to do or, or wanted to do because it's an election year and of course it's an election year. And another thing, there's so much I've learned in this job, but it's not really their voters. So List Louisiana, for anyone listening, you should give them your money. They're a Louisiana-based reproductive organization. They're wonderful. I've done legal work with them for years, and they do policy work. And um, they've been working in this sphere for a long time, and they did a big statewide poll early in the year to just kind of gauge what people's views on abortion were since Roe was overturned, but also in specific areas of the state. And mm-hmm. uh, the poll is great. You can find it online. And people are way more pro-choice than they were before Roe was overturned. But they discovered in a lot, of, in many areas of the state, not just sort of near blue cities like Slidell, but even some red areas, people are much more open to exceptions and abortion in general. And uh, it gives, on one hand, it gives these elected officials sort of cover, knowing that they're voters are with them. The problem is Louisiana Right to Life and Family Forum and these groups have so much money and political power that what they do is just attack these people who they consider to be moderate when they run for re-election. Right. So it's not even really the voters, it's the money. It's the money going against them. And so they're like, well, I can stand on principle and never be back and you'll have someone crazy in my spot or try to, you know, thread the needle and maybe I'll be back. And I'm glad I'm not in that position because I don't know what I would do. You know, do I, right. they, I think they look at it like, do I come back and be a somewhat voice of reason, but let people down or do I go full force what I believe in? And then I'm not coming back and it's going to be some Trump person. And it's, oh, yeah. it's a hard, it's a hard space to be in. And I don't know what that's like. One of the problems I find though, with, with a lot of polling, and I mean, I'm not saying that the poll is inaccurate. I mean, they're probably, it's probably mm-hmm. very accurate, but a lot of polling is incomplete because you'll see like national polling that says like, you know, you know, 60 to 65% of people want, you know, uh, abortion in, in, in most, if not all cases um, on gun control, you see like 80 to 90% of people want universal background checks, but 
You don't necessarily see like, you know, how many of those people want that and would, would tell the representatives, you know, if you don't vote for it, I'm not voting for you. Like maybe, maybe somebody wants it, but they don't want it badly enough that they would like reject their current representative if they don't support it. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, I don't want it, but you know, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a priority for me or something yeah. like that. Like, like, the, you know, the, like, 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 like mm-hmm. some, like, you know, maybe like suburban, you know, some, maybe some suburban Republican woman or whatever who might feel like she's, you know, you know, she like personally might be pro-choice or whatever, or personally thinks that there should be some exceptions, but is like, doesn't necessarily care because she doesn't want to have other, you know, she, she cares more about other policies because she could always fly to New York and have it taken mm-hmm. care of, you know, but doesn't care if, you know, somebody in some other part of the state can't access it for whatever reasons, you know. Yeah, and it's, I mean, that involves the one issue voter thing. And right. I feel like people who trend towards pro-choice are not really one issue voters. Like right. they're not gonna not like they're gonna look more at the whole candidate, whereas the right to life movement, the anti choice movement has so much power that so many voters around the country are a one issue voter in that. Or they use that, which I've seen in Louisiana, they use that as a reason to feel better about voting Republican. They're like, mm-hmm. Oh, well like I'm I'm so pro life, I could never vote for that person when really they just wanna vote Republican. Um mm-hmm. and you'll find a lot more on the right, more single issue voters or voters who can get wrapped up in that, like maybe before campaign season starts, they have a lot of varied views, or they say, I'd vote for this one for that reason, or, or multiple reasons, and then campaign time comes, and they just, like, the outside money or, or whatever just, like, hammers the other person, like, you want to kill babies, you want to kill babies, or, or like, you right. you want to take my guns, you want to take my guns, you want to take my guns, and then suddenly the entire election is about one thing. Right. When really it's not, but that's what it becomes because money in politics is gross. Yes, absolutely. Um, <laughs> do you have any other like legislative priorities that are going on that, that you want to have try and get passed in the in the current session, or that you're trying to push through, or? Yeah, it's what I what has been interesting in my time here is that because I've evolved, <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I definitely had very. I had a lot of disappointments the first year or two, not realizing what I was dealing with and not realizing the power of outside groups. And so stuff that I thought was very straightforward and simple, just crashed and burn. And I just didn't even know. So I've gotten a little more um, practical about it, but it's, I guess it's a larger point. My point is that you, you never really know how an issue or a bill is going to go because the ones you think are easy die. And then the ones you think are like, I hate to call them a throwaway, but like my wish bills every now and then one gets through. But this year, which I have one bill, one and a half, I guess I should say, that has been blowing through and getting stronger. And it's about criminal blight in New Orleans. And that sounds like a very like weird, nerdy policy thing. But throughout the state, especially in New Orleans, we have these slumlords that own these like massive properties or multiple properties and huge apartment complexes. And the people are living in squalor because they can't go anywhere else. And it's almost impossible under state law to do much about it. Like, it's really, really hard. And so we're strengthening it to put more criminal penalties, a threat of jail time. I can't believe I'm doing that, but it's worth it. Um, Mm -hmm. Putting it in RICO, 
And it's been something that's been growing and gaining strength, and it's really a tenant's rights issue that you have the right not to live in squalor, you have the right not to live next to crime and an infested apartment complex. And it's become like something that I just filed kind of at the last minute, like, yeah, we should do something about criminal blight. And it's actually become something that's now like really important to the major cities in the state as housing becomes so expensive. Because you have people who are a step above being homeless, living in horrific, horrific conditions, and they can't do anything about it. And we want these slumlords to fix it up. So just as an example, I just thought that was like I was changing a statute. And now I'm like, wait a minute, we might actually be improving a lot of people's lives and holding bad people accountable. So that something that I didn't think was, I guess the point is, something so major has become something so much bigger. Um, I also have some some aspirational bills. I still have one we're going to hear next week. I have no idea what's going to happen in this. But um, aside from weed, which I get questions on all the time, the second most popular question I get is, why don't we have a ballot initiative process in Louisiana? So I assume you know what that is. Right. Yeah, like a citizen is trying to get something on the ballot. Yeah, so it happens yeah. in a lot of states, and, I, and it's been happening more in recent years, and I get that question all the time, like, can't we do this? Can't we put it on the ballot? Can't we do this? And we just don't have it in Louisiana. And I'm trying to quietly put it on the put it on the ballot so that people in Louisiana can decide, do we want to have this process? And it's been very interesting because it's very much a pro-democracy, you know, pro-people's uh, uh, rights sort of thing. And I think a lot of people are afraid of it because, you know, I could put weed in the ballot. We could get minimum wage in the ballot. But on the other hand, we might have some weird, you know, prayer in school or more abortion restrictions or something crazy. And right. it's it's like a, it's like I'm just throwing it out there to see what happens. But people want it, and I think it could be used into a force for good. So, you know, you're filing bills and something that seems – small and practical becomes this big improvement and then something that seems straightforward uh i might have a 30-minute committee hearing and then it just dies i don't really know right. you know well i mean it's possible i mean so, that, that sometimes you can get away the grid or hopefully it'll be a way to for popular things you can get around the gridlock of of you know the, the legislature um i guess two two bills that i've heard of that one of them that it's that keeps coming up every year um, the driving with cell phones bill, is, is that passing this year or no? <laughs> Do you think that'll you know, pass this? You're asking me right now, and I don't remember what happened to it last year. I know I voted for it. I think it must have died in the Senate. It always dies. Um, do, what, what do you mean I, that the I, hands-free, the hands-free well, bill that you have to use a hands-free device? Is that what you mean? I mean, is that is that because I thought it was just not using a cell phone altogether. But, I mean, I always use hands-free, but um, – the, one of the funniest things was I remember one I had a different radio show like on actual like on actually like on AM radio a while back, and um, I think it was Austin Badon way back when who was proposing mm-hmm. the bill that would ban you from using a cell phone in the car, and um, they had to table it because he was stuck in traffic and had to call in to tell him that he was not going to be able to make the meeting. So hilarious! In, in order to had to call into this car, I'm like, how, oh how ironic is that? Um, and so this is the other one though. The um, what about the the one about that's getting a lot of play? I think in, in some conservative areas down here, especially because of the whole silly 
recall a Toya thing about, you know, trying to change the recall laws to to be a percentage of who showed up instead of a percentage of the electorate, like yeah. as a whole. Uh, what do you think about that so, one? Yeah, so we we debated it for a while on the floor yesterday. So that was filed by Paul Hollis in St. Tammany. Um, I can't remember exactly where he is in St. Tammany, but he filed that, and it was in response to the to the recall in New Orleans, which, right. as we as I agree with, and most people agree with, the the number of signatures is really high. Like right. it's, it's almost impossible to get to. So he right. filed one that would make it the percentage of the people who voted in that election. And so before we had the debate, I was I was kind of in the middle. I was like, you know, I think the number's too high, but I don't know how this is going to work. And we started debating it, and I did a calculation, which I think might have killed the bill for him, unfortunately. I did a calculation and asked him about it on my race in 2019. So about, I want to say like about, I'm using round numbers, about 15,000 people voted in my race in 2019. And right. I think I, I had like 7,800 votes, and then um, the other opponent had like 7,100 or something mm-hmm. like that. It was like 52, 48%, something like that. And so under his new proposal, it would have been 30% of the people who voted in that race. So that right. would have been, and we did all, we did all this on the floor, and everyone like perked up. So it would have been in that election of 15,000 people, my opponent would have needed 4,400 people to sign the petition to do a recall election. Well, shit. I mean, I just beat him by like 800 votes. Easy to get 4,400 if you had 7,000. I mean, 4,400 is probably right. his base. So if he had enough money behind him or anger or whatever, that would have been relatively easy to get those signatures. And then force me into doing another election. So I would have had to right. do the whole thing all over again. And so people started perking their ears up and they're like, wait a minute. Like you're saying it would have been, it's going to be easier to recall us than it was for us to get elected. Right. And so that's kind of the problem with doing it that way is maybe if you said, maybe if it was 50%, that would make more sense. That's where um, I'm at. But, <laughs> that's, you know, that's exactly yeah, but like, where I'm at on it. I've, I was always been at, I always said, thought that the amounts of recall was too high based off, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't buy the conspiracy yeah, theories really of high. we don't know how many, you know, I always thought it was too high based on the total bit, but yeah, I always said it should be based on the kind of people that voted, but it should be 50% plus one. And 50 that's or even at. 50 or even 60, because we have a lot of legislative races, especially in, in your big cities like New Orleans that are very close. So right. I almost feel like 60% be like, all right, you got to get all your voters to sign it, and you got to get some of mine who are dissatisfied with me, because that's what it is. You have to get enough people to say, I don't like the job she's doing, and I kind of feel like that's what it should be, that you need a majority of people. Maybe it's only 51% to say, no, right. we, don't, we don't like it, because 30% mm-hmm. is, I mean, that's just your, that could be just like your friends. I mean, a lot of these places around the state have far fewer people who vote in elections compared to Orleans. And so you might only have 5,000 people vote in that race and you only need like 1,500. I mean, that's like nothing. I agree with you totally. I agree with you 100% on that one. Yeah, that's the 30%. That when I heard 20 or 30%, I was like, that's way too low. That that's oh, yeah. And, and you make a very good argument as to why it's way. Too, I wasn't able to articulate at the time when as when I heard as to why it was way too low. It just in my gut. It felt way too low. Mm-hmm. You articulated perfectly as to why it's way too low. 
So <laughs> when you do the numbers and, and multiple people came up to me after they're like, Oh my God, I never thought about the numbers. You're exactly right. Cause we talk in like theory and Oh, we should do this or that. And I just did the calculations and poor Paul was doing the calculations on his phone. And he's like, yeah, that would be the amount. I could see his face kind of like I said, <laughs> she kind of got me. He's a great guy, by the way, he's really smart and, and wants to improve this and, I think this just might have gone a little too far in the other direction, and, and there there's a middle ground. I don't know if he's going to propose to amend it. Um, sure. He might, and then we'll be having a different discussion, but um, we haven't voted on it yet is the, is the period on that. All right, cool. Well, anything else you want to say? How can people find out more about you and support you in your next election or whatever? Yeah, so it's this year, so for people who are listening, all of your – State offices are up for re-election, so the entire legislature, all your 105 reps and 39 senators, even if they were, I mean, we had a special election in Orleans. He's been here two months, and he has to Mm -hmm. go run again. Governor, lieutenant governor, secretary of state, treasurer, everyone's up. So look for us. Um, I'm at Vote Landry on all social media. I am not related to Jeff Landry. I have to say that all the time. Thank goodness. <laughs> no, no relation, common last name. Um, we are diametrically opposed on uh, basically everything. But find me there if you're looking for someone progressive. You, uh, I'm, you found a home in me. I uh, haven't haven't met an underdog issue that I didn't like, and um, it's just I think people need to realize how important it is to have people pushing back. I mean, we only have 33 Democrats. New Orleans is always in the doghouse here. Um, You know, we'll get some stuff through. Like my blight bill is important to everyone in the state, so that'll get through. But it's also important for for people in the minority to keep pushing abortion and gun safety. I do it every year. It's a losing battle, but I feel like my colleagues need to know that there's alternative viewpoints. And so you 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 know you need to do you need to do those things. I had a conversion therapy bill, almost got out of the committee, shockingly. And you've, y'all have all seen this year we have so many anti-LGBT bills, and they're horrible. But it's important for all of you to write in and come testify, so that my colleagues can learn and also see that not everyone in the state agrees with them. So look me up, and uh, I'm very responsive to um, social media messages, and I talk a lot on media, and uh, I try to just be informative when I can. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much for calling in. I appreciate it. You have an open invitation to come back whenever you want, and hope you have a good rest of your evening. Wonderful. Thanks for the invite. Oh, you're very welcome. You have a good night. Good night. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, again, that was Mandy Landry, Vote Landry on all the social media. Uh, it was great to have her on the show. And I, uh, I, um, I, I have been neglectful of y'all in the chat. I apologize for that. But I was basically one full stream of consciousness for the first half hour. And then I was just interviewing our, our guest for the second half hour. So um, let's... Uh, I guess I didn't miss, there wasn't too much that was going on. Boo, 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 boo. Um, as of some Trump stuff. Trump's on CNN blaming Pence for not sending the electors back to the States. Of course he is because he's an idiot. Um, Trump has the right to remain silent, not the ability. Exactly. Um, when I was in the locker room, I'd, Jeff Curry, when I was in the locker room, I'd hide because I didn't want others jealous. Very, very giving of you, Jeff. 
Um, remind me again, who was a star a million years ago? Um, um, Umbaga from the cave. Um, when she asked him if he considers himself a star, he responded, as well, duh, of course. Um, let's see. He's a star. He's this famous person. In my eyes, there's a difference. Well, he considers himself a star. That's the difference. I'm a star. I'm a shouting star. No matter who you are, shouting bright to see. Shouting star for you to see. That's what he sings at karaoke, maybe. Um, idea Trump goes back to the WWE and shows the new move, the presidential grab. Uh, I can't believe we have a um, we we had a president who shaved Vince McMahon's head. Um, let's see going on. Um, PWs is a dark. I was eating with my kids today across from a 10 story parking garage. The fence is around it. Cause so many people have do. We actually have a, a, a dilapidated building. That's not one of the buildings that representative Landry is talking about that. Somebody has jumped off. Gibson media is here. Hey, Gibson media. What do we think about reparations? Um, we're going to talk about reparations at some point, um, probably not tonight. Um, I do have a video that might include it. Um, so after I make that video, maybe I'll do a show about it, but I want everybody to see it first. Um, let's see. Do, 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 vote Republican and save your city. Wrong. Um, I disagree with you on that. Um, so let's continue the crime and no jobs. No, there are plenty. Of, let's see. Uh, do, 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 do. Thank you for sharing all that stuff. Um, I do want to talk about, let's see if I can pull that open. Or Jolie, if you want to grab that link um, that I shared with you, y'all, in, in the chat earlier. Um, it's a guy, uh, Alex Paba, um, is somebody who is just doing me a solid, so I'm going to do him a solid as well. Um, he ha- It's a link to his Instagram profile. Um, he is somebody actually met on a cruise. He was the, uh, for, for a temporary while, he was the person who was playing at the piano bar. Very fun guy, very talented guy, uh, very amusing. Um, you know, very good singer. Um, and he, he's not just somebody who works cruise ships. He, he has his own music. He, um, he has some stuff on Spotify. Um, just, you know, go look at his Instagram, check out his, he has, I think he has links to a Spotify on there. Go listen to his song. Give him a follow on Instagram as well. Just just give him a little boost. Um, tell him that uh, tell him that Dan Zimmerman or um, my Instagram is big and nerdy. Um, so tell him big and nerdy or liberal Dan uh, sent you or whatever. Just to let him know that you're you're coming to him uh, because I sent you over there. So he knows that I'm sharing this stuff with you. I'm also going to put him on the uh, creators that you should sponsor page on liberal Dan after the show. Um, but thank you for that, Jolie. I appreciate it. Um, also make sure to, um, I guess share P-dubs, um, go find me as well. P-dubs, the P-dubs link. Also go to the liberal Dan. I could probably bring that one up myself. Um, to support these creators page, go here. Probably adding the Alex Pava um, page there as well. I hopefully it loads. I don't know. It doesn't look like it's loading for me at the moment, but uh, maybe I'll have to fix that. I don't know. 
for some reason this page ain't loading correctly. I'm going to have to fix that. Maybe do I need to do HTTPS? I don't know. No, I don't know. For some reason that page isn't loading for me. Um, so I'll go see what's wrong with that page, but um, there's some other links over there. Go go check out um, Benny Loco's page as well, I guess, and all the other other people who, who support the show as well. Um, go check out their pages too. Um, anyway, what else to do? Oh, yeah. You thought the the hypocrite of the week was bad. You thought hypocrite of the week was bad. Words of redneck wisdom is even worse today. And look, I said I told you I came prepared today. Not only did I do headlines, not only did I do hypocrite of the week, I got words of redneck wisdom cracking on too. And we have less viewer. Is house still going on? Maybe that's why. Maybe a house still going on with the Trump with the Trump thing. Maybe that's why we have less viewers today. And I'm like, oh, I came so prepared today, and we have less viewers today. Um, let's see, where is that? Where's the redneck wisdom? There we go. This is horrible. I'm warning you ahead of time. This is horrible. <sighs> And now, words of redneck wisdom, brought to you by Liberal Dan Radio. You know, Joe Biden is trying to replicate Reagan's morning in the USA. It's more like Nightmare on Hell Street. He ain't Freddy Krueger. He's hair-sniffing creepy Krueger. But the, yeah. but, but the, con- the Constitution says Article 2, Section 3 says that the president should take care of the USA. That's his job. Well, he ain't doing it. And I, I want to tell you something. In 67 in New York, they had an all-out brawl, or, or a riot. And it was hand-to-hand combat, snipers in, in buildings and everything uh, from, the, from the people of, uh, that were angry. And it, it was the, uh, uh, I guess who sent in the uh, National Guard? He has the power to do it. The mm-hmm. governor. Tell us. Mm-hmm. So the governor sent National Guardsmen in, in the Newark, and they were with the uh, local, the Sheriff's Department, too, and the Highway Patrol, and there were tanks rolling down through the middle of town. Now, if the governor has the right to do it now, then that's the right what they have. To, that, that is the right what they've got to do now. Talking about sending his troops to the border. That's who called. Uh, Johnson didn't call him out. The governor did. So you know, I told you this before. Landry needs to start writing letters to, to at least about thirty-five different states because mm-hmm. they're saying we, we, they're saying we need one hundred fifty thousand troops down the border now. Well, I said one hundred seventy-five thousand. Mm-hmm. Well, the deal is is that. Is that uh, uh, I hate to say this, but I've said this before. I didn't like what Stalin did. I didn't like what uh, um, Hitler did. But if if Hitler can, if Germany could have rounded up rounded up seven million people like they did, we can round up everybody here in America and say, hey, 
get your ass. You don't. You don't need to go on. over there for. You don't need to go to dictators for. Uh, you know, examples. You can just do it right here in this country. It's called Operation right. Wetback. And this concludes Words of Redneck Wisdom, brought to you by Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left. That's right. I told you it was bad. Yep. As soon as I heard that one, I was like, that's word of redneck wiz- words of redneck wisdom for this week. <clears throat> Holy, yeah, exactly right, Aaron. Holy moly. That's not the first time that a uh, cowboy has, uh, has said that before. He's also, he said that before about if Hitler could round up those people, why can't we? <clears throat> I mean, now, nor, the last time Jeff did it, he cut him off, and I, and I said I would be like, to Jeff's credit, the last time he cut him off. But this time, I can't say to Jeff's credit, since this time he cut him off with that, the project. Now, that was a real project that happened, and they used that term purposefully because of the slur and they knew it was a slur when they did it and they still used it yeah yeah ridiculous yeah let's go round them all up just like good old Adolf did I reckon we can do that we can go make us some camps too Next year, he's going to call in and say, let's get us some ovens. See, that's the kind of talk that makes my, 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 I'm going to say my Jewish side, but all my side is Jewish. Uh, You know, me being a Jew, and I hear that, it's just like, oh, here we go again. Holy crap. Yeah. And people wonder why I worry, because you have people like that. If people like that who have no problem saying, well, Hitler did it, why can't we do it too? Yeehaw. What, what was good stuff? I mean, like my production, was the production value good stuff? You liked that I, how I produced everything together? I hope that was the good stuff and not the not cowboy's idea, Gibson Media. Is that... I hope that's not what you're calling good stuff. Whew. Oh, boy. Let me see. Let's, let's put this one different. Well, I need to prep something. Oh, that's not what I wanted to do. All right, let's bring that down here. So the next part of the show, I'm going to be recording as I'm streaming because this is going to be a video that I'm going to put, put up soon after the show is over. Because not only am I going to... Uh, because I'm going to be basically making this a, a separate video in and of itself on top of it being part of the part of the podcast, because I'm going to kill two birds with one stone. Um, show why both Southerners are idiots. There you go. I like it. I like it. Um, so we agree on something else. That's a good whenever we Whenever I find times a week I can agree with Gibson Media, it's a good thing. Shows that there's perhaps hope. 
hope hope for something at least. So let let's see. Let's um we're going to switch to the alternate view. There we go, and then we're going to take off the background as well. So it's just my picture and not everything else. Oh, and we need to get rid of that as well. So now it's just that. There we go. So you may be asking yourself, self, why are we looking at at Twitter? Let's, let's zoom in a smidge, maybe. I think I need to get a little bit bigger just to maybe get a better view of this. That might be better. That might give us a better view of what's going on. Yeah, that's better. Wait, nice. You remember to the A? What? I'm confused. <laughs> oh, the McDonald's. Okay. <laughs> we all go into the McDonald's. Nice. Okay, so let's start. I was about to hit stop streaming, and I was not going to be happy with that. Um, let's start recording now. Uh, three, two, one. So I was looking at uh, Twitter the other day. Specifically, I was looking at uh, the uh, one of the Elon Musk's posts asking something about you know community notes, and he tagged community notes in a post and was like, community notes. Is this true? Uh, seeking to get, I guess, the people who are part of community notes to know whether or not uh, to check if something, whether or not it's true or not. So I guess maybe that updates people who are in community notes. I'm not exactly sure how that part works, but I was you know, interested to see how does one become part of the community notes team? Because in order to be part of community notes, I think you, you are a Twitter user and there has to be other things that are involved in joining community notes. So I decided to do a little bit of a, of a deep dive to figure out exactly how one becomes part of computer community notes. So here we go. Sign up to become a community notes contributor. So here we go. Community Notes is a collaborative way to keep people better informed. One, contributors are people like you. Anyone on Twitter whose account meets the eligibility criteria can sign up to help. Two, all contributors start with the ability to rate notes and over time can earn the ability to write. Three, notes aren't chosen by majority rule. Community Notes identifies notes that are found helpful by and for people with different points of view. Four, Twitter doesn't choose what shows up. The people do, all right? Sounds like there's some sort of, they're trying to get some sort of consensus, maybe a little bit like Wikipedia, I don't know. Uh, Wikipedia is, everybody can join Wikipedia, it's free to join, you can get an account and kind of build a consensus or whatever. Let's see how much like Wikipedia this is. Join community notes, so we're gonna try and join, okay. To join community notes, step on, please update your account to continue. Joined Twitter at least six months ago. What? No Twitter rules, but learn more. Okay. Um, interesting. Uh, I have been a member of Twitter 
for a very long time. Join Birdwatch is what the page is called. Let's try this. Let's try this. Let's try this again. I'll, I'll, I'll edit that last part out because apparently, let's try, join. And I'm on Liberal Dan Radio right here. Liberal Dan Radio. I, I am on Liberal Dan Radio. Join Community Notes. Please update your account to continue. Got it. This is very weird. That's not what I got. I'm very confused. I'm I'm so very confused. I'm so very confused. Uh, let's try that well. Let's go to Nerdy Dan. We'll go to Nerdy Dan's profile and see how if we can do it from there. Because I got a completely different message the last time I tried to join Community Notes. So Community Notes has decided to uh, screw me or whatever in my attempts to make a profile. What is going on with this? That is very weird. Let me try it on my phone. Maybe I need to do it. Maybe on my phone it's different. I don't know. Let me look how I do it on my phone. Oh, that's Facebook, not Twitter. All right, we're going to hop back to uh, – let's put my background back in. And then we're going to go back to the regular scene. Of course, you know – Elon's product is so unreliable that I can't even make a video without it screwing up. All right. I'm going to look at this on my phone because I was trying to do it on my phone and on my phone, it was giving me a completely different hold on giving me a completely different message join community notes join community notes that's so flipping weird before it was telling me I didn't have a trusted phone carrier and that I didn't have a trusted phone carrier uh, because I couldn't do two-factor authentication, and because I and, and the reason I couldn't do two-factor authentication is because I because the only people that could have two-factor authentication was because I didn't have Twitter Blue. So it, it was because I don't have Twitter Blue, I can't join Community Notes, which was telling me that I had to pay to be to be in Community Notes. But now I have a trusted phone carrier and a verified phone number, but now it's telling me I, have, I haven't joined Twitter for six months. I've been a member of Twitter for years. I mean, I think that's obvious. Like, 
What's the dealio? I don't understand. <clears throat> Elon is so stupid. Anywho. Julie, let's see. When I was a banker, I was told by an English teacher when I said, I need both of you wins to sign. Nice. Um, the, at, at the McDonald's this morning, I asked for biscuits and gravy. They informed me it was sausage gravy and biscuits. Biscuits. Sucked either way. They gave me a packet of orange jam. Who the hell wants that? Orange jelly on gravy. Yeah, that's so weird. Like, that's weird. Like, I've 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 been offered, like, like I go to Popeyes sometimes and I get the biscuits with like the chicken and they'll offer me like the 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 jelly and I'm like, why would I want jelly with my biscuits when I'm having my biscuits with my chicken like with lunch? Like I, I would, I understand wanting jelly with biscuits if I'm having breakfast, but I don't want jelly with my biscuits with lunch. But Popeyes screwed things up because they came out with these strawberry like glazed biscuits or whatever, and they were okay. They were okay. They were fine. Like they weren't awesome and great and wonderful. They were fine. But the problem was is that I think they cooked them in the same ovens that they cooked the regular biscuits in. And so the regular biscuits had a strawberry sweet taste to them. <coughs> and I'm like, I'm fine with a dessert biscuit tasting like a dessert biscuit. I don't want my regular biscuit tasting like a dessert biscuit. Why are you making my regular biscuit taste like a dessert biscuit? You're making the fat man unhappy. <laughs> Let me enjoy my regular delicious Popeye's biscuits. Of course, if you have a, uh, if, if me and Nimbus Yosh have a discussion, we're going to disagree about the, the biscuits. Because me and Nimbus Yosh disagree about the deliciousness of the Popeye's biscuit. Because Nimbus Yosh doesn't think that the Popeye's biscuits are delicious. The ghost pepper wings are, are okay at Popeye's. They're not, <laughs> they're fine. They're not great. Here's what I don't get about Popeye's, okay? Popeye's, the, we would go when I was a kid back in Baltimore. We, we had Popeye's back in Baltimore. Um, we would go to Popeye's, and we would deal with their horrible service. We would get horrible service all the live long day. And the only reason we would go even though they would always get the order wrong, is because of the onion rings. The onion rings were the most delicious thing ever. Popeye's onion rings are just lovely, lovely and wonderful. I just opened up YouTube just to look, just to, just to pop it open. It's just, I'm seeing two things. Liberal Dan Radio, eight watching, Hal Sparks, 2.3 thousand watching. Yeah. <laughs> I got a long way to go. Long, long way to go. Anywho. Why is that not working? That's being stupid. My windows are being stupid. Anyway. So... Let's just pull this back over here. 
trying to organize my windows. So anyway, we go back because the onion rings are delicious. Come down to New Orleans, of course. New Orleans Popeyes are better than any Popeyes that everywhere. The chicken is just that much better because it's founded in New Orleans, even though the headquarters is no longer in New Orleans, but it's founded in New Orleans. So New Orleans Popeyes is always going to be better. At some point, they decided that they got that to get rid of the fresh, from scratch, homemade onion rings for pre-made frozen crap. And you could tell that they were pre-made frozen crap because they did not taste like the fresh, handmade from scratch deliciousness. And when I, I asked the manager, why would you get rid, why would Popeyes get rid of the deliciousness that was the old onion rings for this crap? And they said, well, we were tired, or they, they, they were running out of them. And they were always running out of them, and customers were mad that they ran out of them. So we decided to go with these instead. And I'm like, so your solution was to go with an inferior product? Your, pop- your, product, your product was so popular and was selling out, so the solution was to go with an inferior product? And eventually they stopped carrying the frozen ones. Why? Because people stopped buying them because it was an inferior product. There was like one Popeye's like over close to me that did have the original pre-made wonderful stuff and they continued making them until corporate made them stop. And one day I went in and I ordered the underrings and I came home and I ate them and it was the pre-made frozen crap. And I called up, I was like, why didn't you tell me that this is the pre-made frozen crap? Oh, the corporate made us change it. But you should have told me that it wasn't the fresh, wonderful stuff that I always got because that's why I came to y'all because y'all still had the fresh stuff and not the home and not the frozen crap like i don't understand that that's a stupid business decision like we we, we, we're tired of running out of this so instead of coming up with another solution we're going to we're going to give you subpar things so we no longer have to make it anymore come up with a better system to have more so you don't run out instead of giving a subpar product ridiculous jeff jolie I had a stuffed jalapeno once that was so insanely hot. I had all those things going on, but I was so good I couldn't stop eating it. Nice. P-Dubs never had Popeyes? Oh, my God. Oh, you need to have Popeyes. Uh, Jeff Curry, usually jalapenos ain't hot. Let me tell you something. My mother-in-law decided to buy me a jalapeno pepper one day and she gave it to me to eat. And I was like, okay, I like jalapeno peppers. I decided to eat that jalapeno just like just bite it in that MF must have cross pollinated with like a habanero or something. I don't know. That was so hot. It was like, you're trying to kill me. Are you trying, what did I do to you to hurt you? Because this is trying to murder me. Oh my God. It was so hot. It was ridiculous. There was one time, like one of my first weeks at one of my jobs, my first job out of college, working at my the first employer out of college. And I'm sitting in my cubicle. I'm a little hungry. I go get a bag of chips from the machines, like some sort of, I think it might have been a habanero chip or something or some sort of spicy potato chip. And I start eating the spicy potato chip. And it's so, so, so spicy that tears are just 
pouring down my eyes. It's so, like, again, snot, tears, and I just walk over to my coworker's desk, like over to the, to the door of the cubicle, or the entrance to the cubicle, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, hey, Rachel, and she looked at me, she's like, oh, my God, what's wrong? And I'm like, I'm like what, you're crying? I'm like, I'm not really crying. I'm like, these chips are just so spicy that it's making me tearing these much. And she started laughing. Like, it was like, I just wanted to show you how, how spicy these chips are. They were just that spicy uh, that, oh, my God, it's ridiculously spicy. It's crazy. Um, is this Khalil? Hello? Yes. Yay, hey. I remember. I, I remember, hey, I remembered your number. What's going on, Khalil? <laughs> Nothing, Mark. Can I bring something up? Absolutely. Come on. What you got? Um, I was at um, this place called uh, Firefly, which is in my town. Uh-huh. And um, I, was, I found out that we, during the month that I saw this, we had um, a, bunch of, um, a bunch of events going on in my town. And uh-huh. I saw, saw a woman with a, a suit, a dress shirt, and a dress jacket, like blazer. And she had a briefcase, and she had um, looked like a white disc and a blue folder. I'm like, who could that be? Because I was wondering if, in your line of work, if is that usually like sign of like lawyer or federal police officer, federal police investigator, or something like that? Because basically, she separated herself from the jacket, and um, basically, I found out that um, I already know that if you have a gun on you, you can't you can't drink alcohol unless you're separated from it. Mm-hmm. I was curious, like when I when I see like a a blank blue folder. And the person in a suit and briefcase, if that's usually a lawyer or a federal police officer or a local detective, because mm-hmm. this person was from out of town. I don't know. I I, I couldn't tell you. I don't I I don't know that much about that. <laughs> oh. But uh, yeah, we've had a whole lot of stuff going on in Charlottesville, and we've had a lot of federal police coming in Charlottesville lately because of the Unite the Right and all that other stuff. Right. Oh, that so that you live in. That's right. You live in Charlottesville. You live in Charlottesville. Yeah, not too far from Richmond, and not too far from DC, especially Richmond. Richmond okay. has an FBI office too. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, because when I saw the jacket, I saw a bulge in it, and I saw it like lopsided, and then I saw the briefcase and the um, the uh, blue folder, and I saw the jacket, and I saw her take the jacket off and put it on the seat, not on her seat, but the seat next to her. Mm-hmm. That's strange, well, isn't it? Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I don't know enough about that. <laughs> I really don't. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. But um, so yeah, I was, um, Go ahead. I also was on another line today, and I got uh-huh. kind of mad with this guy because he kept on. It's the same thing with immigration. People will – you try to tell them the difference between immigrating illegally to places like China, and they'll still use it anyway. Mm-hmm. And uh, this guy did the same thing to me, and he did the exact same country. It's like I'm letting these people know that these, these countries haven't done anything to us like we've done stuff to Mexico. Mexico hasn't done stuff to us like we've done stuff to – like the U.S. government has done stuff to Mexico. And uh, people continue to bring up these other countries in Mexico. It's like there's no nothing to compare. And he kept on mm-hmm. trying to say that they they are not they're not oppressed and all that stuff. This was an African American sound like on the on the phone too. Mm-hmm. 
And I, and I hung up on him because he, I told him the difference between China, and he brought it up again. It's like, what are you trying to do? You're trying to piss me off? That's how I felt about the guy. He was trying to piss me off, and he was just having tunnel vision. There are people who are just trolls, though, who just, who just get off on that. It's, it's ridiculous. So. Yeah, I hung up on him. I didn't curse him out or anything, but I said, why do you keep on bringing up China? I've already told you the difference. Right. So I hung up on him. Cool. So, well, I, I didn't hang up on Khalil, but it, it just showed that Khalil dropped. So, interesting. Oh, I guess if Khalil has anything more else to say, he, he can call back. But I, 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 did, I promise I didn't hang up on Khalil. My hands were just on my on my lap. So, um, let's see. Um, Jolie, I ordered it because I thought it wouldn't be so hot, but it was. But it was also delicious. Couldn't stop. Yeah, I mean. I guess that's a little bit of a masochism, huh? You just you just kept on wanting to punish yourself because, but it was just it hurt so good. <laughs> um, Jeb had a cop here that was a hothead while I was on city council. We always tried to burn each other, like literally, or like with with uh, with peppers or with what? Let's see. Um, Louisiana governor issues a statement on today's vote in the House of Administrative Criminal Justice Committee on exceptions to Louisiana's strict abortion ban. Governor Edwards' statement on the House Administration of Criminal Justice Committee's failure to pass HB 346. Today, Governor John Bell Edwards issued the following statement on House HB 346 by deletion Boyd, which failed to win approval in the House Administration of Criminal Justice Committee by voting 10 to 5. This bill, part of the governor's legislative agenda, would have added rape and incest exceptions to the state's abortion law. I'm deeply dis- disappointed in today's vote. The committee's decision to prevent this important bill from being debated in the full House is both unfortunate and contrary to the position of a vast majority of Louisianans who support these exceptions. Well, why didn't you make sure it was included in the bill last year, you dumbass? Uh, I want to thank Representative Delisha Boyd for authoring this bill and sharing her very personal story. Louisiana is a pro-life state, which I and many others are proud of. Not me. But being pro-life can also include having basis, a basic empathy for women. No, it doesn't. And young girls who are victims of rape and incest. No, it doesn't. Um, I simply do not understand how we as a state can tell any victim that she must be forced by law to carry her rapist baby to turn. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you shouldn't have signed that damn law. Um, regardless of the impact on her own physical or mental health. Well, there's physical and mental health problems that you didn't care about either, Governor Edwards. Uh, the wishes of her parents and medical judgment of her physician. Well, you didn't worry about that neither when you signed the law either, Governor Edwards. Uh, as I said before, rape and incest exceptions protect, protect crime victims, but you still signed the law, didn't you? We must do all what we can to protect them, and sadly the committee failed to do that day. And you failed to protect them when you signed the law, Governor Edwards. Next week's hypocrite of the week is Governor John Bell Edwards, who complained about uh, exceptions to a law not passing, except he signed that law into, into existence last year. Why did you sign the law in the first place, Governor Edwards? Maybe that would be the hip. That could be very well be the hypocrite of the week. You never know. <laughs> How ridiculous! I mean, that's absolutely flipping ridiculous. Complaining that they didn't add exceptions to the law that he freaking signed, and he was happy as a happier than a as someone might say down here in the south. He was happier than a pig and shit to sign that damn law. But now he's going to complain that the, that the, that this committee wouldn't add the exceptions to it. Now he's going to all cry because they didn't add these exceptions. Well, boo, friggity who? You should have made sure those exceptions existed in the first place. 
or not sign the law at all. <sighs> I swear. I swear. By the moon and the stars and this. Oh, I meant to read something and I forgot from the words of redneck wisdom when, when cowboy was like article three, article two, section three says the president's job is to take care of, take care of the citizens. Or this is what article two, section three says uh, he shall from time to time give to the Congress information of the state of the union and recommend to their consideration, such measure, measures as he shall judge necessary and an expedient. He may on extraordinary occasions convene both houses or either of them. And in case of disagreement between them, with respect to the time of adjournment, he may adjourn them to such time as he shall think proper. He shall receive ambassadors and other public ministers. He shall take care that the laws be faithfully executed and shall commission all the officers of the United States. Nothing of that is what that guy said. So, sorry there, cowboy. You're wrong. And still, you're also wrong for wanting to, you know, round up all the people like Hitler did. Ooh. It's a Doppler test. I don't know. Are they checking, are they using, uh, checking your weather? They're checking whether or not you can pee well if it's a bladder test. Ba-dum-bum. Sorry. This is the part of the show where we don't take ourselves too seriously because we're winding down. I'm really so annoyed. I should have made this video the other day. Um, it's also the same tech for checking on a fetus, which is interesting. I, I, I might have brought this up before, but it's something I didn't know. Because um, like there was a whole conversation about like when when you're doing an ultrasound, you don't actually hear the heartbeat of the you're not actually hearing the heartbeat of the embryo, and it, it, it's for two ways. One, it's not a fully developed heart. The heart's not fully developed in a human fetus till about the twentieth week. So that's A. But B, you're not. It's not like even if you're you're saying you're not hearing the the actual pulsating it's not like you know like when you hear a heart it's not the <laughs> it's not that it what you're what it's what's happening is the ultrasound is detecting the electronic pulses that are being created by the blood vessel and it's interpreting that into like the sounds of like the electronic sound so when you hear the That's the interpretation of the electrical pulses as sound. So it's not, you're not actual, that's not the actual sound that's being made by the pulsating blood vessels. That's the interpretation of the pulsation that's being made by the machine. So when you hear the, that's not the actual sound being made inside the body. That's just an interpretation of the pulsation. And when conservatives heard that, they flipped the lid because they always thought, and I always thought too, I didn't know, but they always thought that the was the actual beating. And that's the thing between 
liberal people and conservative people, many, at least many of them, is that when a liberal person gets new information, they're like, huh, that's interesting. I didn't know that. I'm going to add that little piece of information to my brain and learn something new for the day. And conservatives, when they hear new information, they're like, I ain't going to hear that. That's ridiculous. I don't understand that. No, no, that's just a lie. I'm going to go think and keep on thinking what I was told the first time because the first time I heard, the first thing I heard must have been true. Hey, say hi. What's going on? Dropping a like liberal Dan was watching the CNN Trump train wreck with Hal. Yeah, no, I was not. I was still doing my podcast. I was like, yeah, I really had no desire to really watch the, the Trump train wreck. I had just had no desire to do so. Um, I did message Andrea um, on, on um, Discord uh, because I do, I did, I was in the house chat for a little bit on YouTube and I did see that Hal's Twitch got nuked. Um, and I was like, look, tell Hal when he appeals it on Twitch to make sure to bring up fair use because Hal wasn't just streaming CNN's thing to be streaming. He was like watching clips of it and like pausing it and making commentary and if you're if you're watching if you're watching a copyrighted thing and making commentary of the copyrighted thing, that's covered under fair use. So um, and CNN should know that because they're the media and they should understand that because they use that all the damn time. This is CNN. See, Bill Deacon, after my last two medical conventions, I'm 100% convinced doctors are gross. Only very few wash their hands after using the restroom. I've learned a lot of interesting things about doctors and nurses, um, especially when I was doing Uber and Lyft driving. Like, I heard some story, and I actually worked in a hospital as well for a little bit, so I actually got to talk to a lot of nurses as well, um, and I got to hear a lot of stories from a lot of nurses. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe I should save some of these stories for Liberal Day and After Dark as well. Ooh, Aaron. You forgot to remind me what I was going to announce. I guess it's good that I'm announcing it now instead of because there's more viewers now. Um, she forgot to for not remind me what I was going to announce. Um, see, let's see. Ba, 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 ba. Did some research family had four times great great uncle. Is that what you meant? Greed on 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 on. It reads greed unulcy, un, 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 but I'm, I'm assuming it's great uncle. That was hung into a well that was the first known man of a well hung. <laughs> yeah, I, very good. <laughs> Dig the old school Star Wars t-shirt. Thank you. Um... Yeah, I saw Ben Hal got banned on Twitch for it. Yeah, but yeah, I think he should be able to appeal it. I should be able, he should be able to appeal it. He should be able to appeal it on fair use. Um, um, I'd be more than happy to talk to him about it, you know, with my limited understanding of fair use, whatever. Um, but it's one strike, I would think. So I would think he'd be able, because I think it's, I think it's just three, I think it's only, I think it's three strikes that gets you permanently suspended. One strike shouldn't do it. So I would be surprised if he remains permanently banned. I, I mean, I would be surprised if the ban is permanent. I would think it 
would probably be temporary until he like confirms some stuff with them. But yeah. Um, but I would still appeal it and say, Hey, fair use. Um, Nadia, I saw some CNN Trump show. I need to get out of the country fast. 2024 is not going to go well. Full react fashion. And I would recommend for everybody. I, 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 I did all of my bits today. So if you're coming into the show late, I would highly recommend um, I, for, from the bottom half of the hour, from 8.30 to 9, I did have Representative Mandy Landry. We talked a lot about some issues that, while they're about the Louisiana legislature, a lot of them are relevant to national issues. Um, but for the first half, first half hour of the show, we talked about, uh, I did my headlines bit, and then I did my words, of, uh, then I did my hypocrite of the week, and then I, I played the radio clip that's, that spawned the hypocrite of the week. Um, and then we talked a little bit more about the Trump uh, trial and, and his being found civilly liable for uh, defamation and for sexual abuse and then um, some other stuff related to that. And then we went right into the Mandy Landry interview and then we came out, did my words of redneck wisdom right around nine, nine, nine Oh five, nine ten, And then we did some other stuff as well. So I tried to do a, uh, a live going over some of the community notes um, thing, but Twitter was giving me a different error message today than it was giving me the other day, and I'm annoyed at Twitter, uh, well, you know, because it's Elon, and Elon's stupid. Um, anywho. Do, do, do. This time tomorrow night, Breaking Benjamin. This time tomorrow night, I'll probably still be on Twitch. Um, I did get muted on Twitch last night for the first few minutes of my of my stream. I don't. I thought when it warned me that I got muted, I thought it was going to be because I had a a little thing in my Disney Dreamlight Valley game that was playing. It's a small world, and I thought that was it. But no, it was something at the beginning of my game that mute got muted part of it. But the rest of the stream was fine. So I'm like, okay. Um, yeah, I did. Yes, yeah, say hi. I did see. I saw him when he finally realized that he got the strike and he was like, I saw him get the reaction. I did put in the YouTube chat, um, fair use, but I mean, the stream was scrolling so fast. It was highly unlikely that he saw that message. So, um, let's see. Let's see. Trump is already. Trump is already defaming her again. I want to be as far as she does this again. And actually, say that's one thing that I told that I actually responded to her on Twitter. Um, she has a Twitter account, and I and I did. I I, I said um, grab him by the wallet, and then I said, um, you know, since you successfully sued him for defamation, and now he's continuing to defame you at this point, wouldn't that then enable you to file another defamation lawsuit? and enable you to sue him for more damages since he's continuing to do the same thing that he, that you sued him for previously. You would think that that would, um, I would, you have $5 million to sue or, well, she probably has 4 million. She probably has somewhere between 4 million and 3 million, probably 4 million or three and a half million. Depend. I don't know how much her legal fees were. But she probably has somewhere, she probably netted somewhere between three and a half and four million based on the legal fees. Hey, Bicycle Mike, how's it going? Um, no problem. 
Um, I mean, that's being sort of late for how TV2 was streaming CNN. Did TV2 also – and I heard some people on YouTube were also getting dumped for restreaming CNN as well. That's one of the reasons why when I am doing a, a live reaction to something, it is usually – I usually will do it off of, off of YouTube, first of all. Like, I won't, I won't take the feed off of, like, CNN directly – I'll take it off of YouTube, like I'll find a YouTube stream, and I will try and take the feed. Like usually I try and get it, if it's governmental, I'll try and get it off of like C-SPAN. Um, but there are some times where you can't. Like CNN obviously is not going to be on C-SPAN, so I'm, you can't get it on there. Um, but if that's the case, like I probably won't do a live reaction on, on CNN. I'll probably, try and, I'll probably try and do like clips instead of doing a live reaction at that point. Because at that point, or I'll do a live reaction by not, I won't show the, the actual things. I won't show the actual video, but I'll sit here and comment on it, like kind of like a Mystery Science Theater 3000 type thing, or Riff Tracks type thing, where, where I watch on my screen, you watch on your screen, and I just kind of, and we just kind of watch it together as I make commentary about it. But I'm not actually streaming the movie or streaming the show on YouTube itself. It's just something. And so, like for example, if you wanted to hear my commentary while watching it later, you could watch it on your TV while hearing my commentary later, and therefore no copyright violations take place. So um, that's another way to to do it and deal with that. Um, bicycle Mike, freedom of information, he's declared presidential candidate. I mean, yeah, maybe. If it was just a simple rebroadcasting, if it was just a simple rebroadcasting, yeah, I don't understand CNN's point. What Hal was doing, I think is covered by fair use, but I also understand that there are companies that don't understand fair use and just attack, 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 attack and will attack fair use and then don't give a crap. Um, on my nerdydan.com channel, I made a, um, a Game of Thrones type of video where I took a clip and like I, I did kind of like a, a, re- a reaction or some sort of video where I was kind of going over some clip and making like a theory or something about it. And I posted the video, right? I po- Let's say I posted the video at 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock right now. Let's say I posted the video at 10 o'clock. I got an email at 10.01 that the video had a copyright violation, that, that some, whoever was in charge of, you know, that, that whoever held the copyright claimed a copyright violation took place at timestamp 10.03, right? So at 10.01, I I uploaded the video at 10 o'clock. At 10.01, I got an email saying that at timestamp 10.03, or or at timestamp at the three minutes in, there was a copyright violation. So that automatically says that there was an automatic process that took place that scanned through the video that was uploaded and found this 
what they believe to be a copyright violation, but I'm like, hey, it's fair use. I was, this is just a clip that I'm using. It's fair use. I have the right to use this to, to make commentary on it. This is bogus, but they didn't care about it. They'll just go and do, they don't care. And th- there should be some way, there should be some requirement by YouTube and other hosting platforms where if you're going to use an automated system to check videos to see if they're, if they're violating your content, where th- let's, say, let's say you flag a video, say, hey, this is a potential copyright violation. You should then be required to have a human check it and say, okay, this is a copyright violation or this is a fair use. You should be required to have that. And, and then if you consistently file copyright claims when people are using fair use, um, you should then stop being able to be able to claim copyright claims because that's a, that should be considered abuse of the copyright claim system. That's just my, that's just my opinion, my two cents. Um, so I had another point on that, but I forgot. <laughs> I forgot it in, in the train of thought that I was had over the whole thing. I forgot what my point was going to be. My second point on that was going to be. Uh, so, Dan, since we're always encouraged to like, subscribe, and share, should we put the brakes on tonight's house stream? What do you mean? I don't understand what you mean, Tim, putting the brakes on tonight's house stream. I mean, no. I mean, I would always encourage you to like and share house stream. I mean, how's awesome. Share a wish. I'll share and like and subscribe to Hal and share and like and subscribe me too. <laughs> Um, say hi, Jackie. I like slipping in. Oh my, and supporting in too. Oh, slipping in, huh? Oh my. Uh, I something I hey, Jackie, what's going on? Do, 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 do. So CNN sucks since Chris. Yeah, CNN is getting terrible. Um, well, CNN sucks since Chris Slizza became the head of MSNBC. What? I'm very confused. Why would CNN suck since somebody became the head of MSNBC? Did he come over from CNN? Is that why? I'm not sure. I'm confused. Yeah, CNN did have a the head of CNN. I think now is a right wing nutball, um, and now they're trying to make sure that they're fair, supposedly. So we got in order to be fair to the right wing, we got to allow a, uh, somebody who is a, uh, a a sexual abuser to come on the on our channel and be able to spout his nonsense. Okay, that's what I thought you might have met, but I was I was uh, I was a little confuzzled. Um, yeah. Hey, Megan, how's it going? You're 1v4 tonight? What does that mean? You have, you, it's you versus four kids? Reminds me of the one time I was playing laser tag in Israel. <laughs> I was playing... Laser tag in Israel was um, 
there was these like roving bands of like four or five kids and they would rush you. And so you might get one or two of them, but one of them was guaranteed to get you and you'd get hit. <laughs> You're in the trenches taking grenades. Well, be safe. Um, don't get bloated up. So anyway, my, and so my announcement that I was, that I, I told Aaron about Sunday, I think it was, cause I had a special nerdy dance stream on Sunday. There may be a special late night nerdy dance stream on Friday at some point. I didn't live in Israel, but I did stay there for the summer. Like I traveled around for the summer between my uh, junior and senior year. Um, it was like a youth group trip or whatever. Um, I was addicted to shawarma because they don't have real shawarma here in America, at least not anywhere I've been. Maybe like in, um, what's the place up in Dearborn? Maybe in Dearborn, Michigan, where they have a very large Muslim community, but I've never found it. Oh, Moshiko's in Ben Yehuda Street in Israel, in Jerusalem. Oh, I could eat there. For, I could be there forever. Oh, my God. Anyway, but yeah, it was hilarious, this laser tag thing. Oh, what was I going to say? You lost my train of thought. <laughs> what was I say? Oh, the announcement. I keep losing my train of thought and losing the announcement. Though. So it's, very, it's possible <clears throat> that I might do um, – Anyway, well, I've been to New York City. I didn't see, I mean, they talk about shawarma. Now, here's the thing. I'll see chicken shawarma. Yeah. I'll see beef shawarma. Yeah. But I've, I, I'll see gyros. Yeah. I've never found pure lamb shawarma. Supposedly, there's a place by in Metairie, which is a suburb of New Orleans, that has lamb shawarma. They announced it on Facebook. I don't believe them. I don't believe them. I, I'm willing to go and try it. I, I'm not holding my breath to know, see whether or not they have anything close to what I had in Israel. But, yeah. Yeah, no. I, I don't believe it. I'll believe it when I taste it. When I taste the, the wonderful deliciousness of the well-seasoned lamb in wrapped in pita with, like, tomato and cucumbers and, and tzatziki sauce uh, so good so good big announcement I don't know how big of an announcement it is but it's an announcement um, when I hit a thousand subscribers Liberal Dan Radio will be Mondays and Wednesdays So I so I will I will make it a two day a week show if I hit a thousand subscribers because first of all I did the math I mean I'm trying to pump out more other videos like I, I think I, I was looking at my videos um let's again look at my videos again just to see my history. Um, 
do, 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 do. I'm waiting for it to load. Let's see. So in the last, how many, like my last month and a half, because it like before the last month and a half, the last video that I posted that's not a live was in January. And that was just me saying no show tonight because I was sick, right? So in the last month and a half, I posted one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine new videos that aren't lives, that aren't live streams, right? So I'm trying to get more non-podcast content out there as well. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six of them are Fat Man Rants. Um, two of them are coming to terms with activism. Of course, one of those are both a fat man rant and coming to terms with activism. So it's like a dual video. Um, two of them are, are shorts that I uploaded from TikToks that I made or whatever. Um, but so I'm trying to put more of that content up there, but I did the math. Like today I have only 12 viewers and that's because Hal's still going. And I understand that it's fine. Um, I'm not mad at Hal for going long, obviously, um, a lot of my view, we share a lot of viewers, and that's fine. <laughs> so, but normally I have about, um, like here, like today, I have 51 views, and my average view duration is like 20, 23 minutes. So let's, let's, let's just look at that. We'll do that math. Um, bring up the calculator. We'll do this math again. We'll just kind of do the, do the logic or whatever, just to kind of do my train of thought. Uh, regular YouTube subscribers, Megan. I'm not, I'm not talking about patrons. I'm just talking about regular old YouTube to get to 1,000 subscribers because that's the minimum that, that I need to be monetized is I need 1,000 subscribers and I need 4,000 hours of views in the last 12 months. Now, if I would have hit 1,000 subscribers by... February or March, I would have gotten monetized, but then I would have lost it because the only reason I would have gotten in February and March, because I would have had that bump from the first two shows of how, but then I would have lost it because then I, my, my viewership dropped a little bit after those first two shows. So 51 viewers times average view duration of 23.5 is... One thousand one hundred ninety-eight minutes divided by sixty is nineteen hours times fifty, assuming I missed two weeks is 998 hours. So if I was able to get what I currently have on this show for 50 weeks in the year, that's a thousand hours of view time. So I would need to quadruple that in order for me to get monetized. So I need to at least add another show and have more content. So So yeah, so that's why I need to add another show. 
But I feel like I don't know if I should add the, like I'm, I'm questioning, do I add another show before I get hit a thousand? Do I add another show after I hit a thousand? I don't know. But I'm thinking that I'm at the point where start working on other videos first and get that content out there first so I can get other content out there first that other people can watch and then add the second and then add the other show once I get people watching those other videos. And maybe I can get other videos to go viral to help me get those other things. Now, I haven't had any other videos go viral yet, but maybe I'll hit something at some point. I don't know. Um, we'll see. Anyway, that's my, that's my thinking on it. But if anybody's, and I mean, Jolie and Aaron were both happy to see that. I hope everybody else would, would, would join me for a second night, uh, in a week. Um, and, um, I hope, you know, I do have like, you know, there's 53 views on this video. Um, again, average view duration is about 23 and a half minutes. Um, there's only about thir- most of my videos currently have about 30, about 30 ish views. Um, my birth name's chosen name is one seems to have a little bit more. It got some, it got some more engagement. Um, my fat man rant about Anna Kasparian got like 523, which is much more than normal. Um, so that was better, but that's not necessarily viral either. Um, so, but if you look at like my last 365 days of YouTube, um, my last 365 days, I have 3.5 thousand watch time, watch time hours. So, um, so I don't know if this show, because we've had, I think, less viewers than normal. I mean, my last, I haven't seen concurrent viewers be higher. My concurrent viewers, have, I don't think, have hit 20 so far today. But my total views seem higher than normal. If that, that seems a little weird. But, yeah, I mean, say hi, it does look like I'm building up a little bit, which is good. It feels good. And, I, I mean, I do. it seems like some people came in earlier, some people came in later, which is cool. And I hope that some people are also, you know, watching after the fact, which is also awesome. That I, and I hope they do, especially with this show. And, like, because this show I did do, um, and maybe I'll, maybe I'll download the show once it fully processes, and I'll, maybe I'll cut up the headlines, and maybe I'll ch- chop it up into some bits and do that as well. Because I, I, I do need to start doing that as well, because I think that is a good way to have more content. Um, but, like, so I have had, again, 3.5 thousand hours in the last year. So I need to duplicate what I did in the last 12 months, plus add 500 more hours of watch time in order to get monetized. So... I appreciate you. I mean, if everybody could just add some more, I mean, it's, you know, it's just, it's just sharing videos and it's, and really like I tell people like, you know, technically like you could make a second, another Google, a Gmail account and subscribe with that. Like, I mean, technically you could do that and that's fine. I've technically done that with all of my Google accounts. So like of my, of like, my sons have, I'll have like two Google accounts. My sons have two Google accounts apiece. My wife has a Google account. I have like five Google accounts. 
all of them subscribe to Liberal Band Radio. So like maybe 10 of my subscriptions are all like my family. <laughs> like everybody living in this house is like 10 of them. So, but it's not, that's not like doing me any much good watch time wise, right? So, so it's not necessarily doing me good watch time wise. So that's, that's the other thing. It's like, it doesn't do, like there are a lot of people who are like, yeah, let's do follow for follow and everything. It doesn't do me a lot of good to have follow to have like zombie accounts subscribing to me if I don't have the followers, if I don't have the view time. So I need the view time too. So I need more quality viewers like y'all. So that's the more important thing, getting more quality viewers like y'all instead of getting more. I don't really want bots like bots. Eh. Like I don't like. If, if if it's like if I'm five away, like yeah, like if I'm five away from getting a thousand, sure, like you know, make a couple of bogus accounts and throw them on there. But it's more important to get quality viewers who are going to engage, who are going to watch for you know more hours, who are going to watch for a good bit, who are going to participate, who are going to add value to the chat, who are going to you know make me laugh like Jeff Curry did, who are going to you know, ask good questions and bring up good points or even bring up counterpoints. Hell, for as much as me and Gibson Media disagree, you know, or me and uh, bringing a boy or whatever username he decides to come in every once in a while, you know, um, you know, I agree with Gibson Media sometimes. Most of the times we disagree, but I agree with him sometimes. But at least when he calls in or when he's in the chat and, you know, He's not saying something about, you know, globalists and international banking. Uh, it's at least, you know, sometimes we can get a good conversation about it. I made him think about something he didn't think about the other day. You know, we had a good conversation. Uh, I got him to agree that we need universal health care. So, um, yeah, say how best feature is engagement, keep engaging with viewers, look at their interests, keep your opinion, not a hard thing. To yeah, I mean, like, I like doing that. Um, at, like, it's a catch-22 because I want to be big enough to where – I want to be big enough to where it can be monetized. I'd love to be big enough to where I can do this full-time. But do I get how big – you know, I don't want to be – do I want to say that I don't want to be too big to where I stop being able to interact with the people and, or I stop being able to, um, you know, where I stop being able to have the fun chats and, and being able to just, you know, chat with the people in chats like I do right now. I mean, that would suck. I wouldn't want to be able, I don't, I wouldn't want that to happen. I'd want to be able to find a way to have, to have that cake and eat it too. Um, or as, you know, Archie Bunker might want to do, have the cake and eat it too. Um, let's say how me and Dan have butted heads before, but I don't hold it against him. That's good. I mean, uh, some of my closest friends I've butted heads with. I mean, it's happened before. Um, do... And actually, I do an imitation of, of Edith Bunker as well. Um let me I could find that link. Let me see. 
Let's see if I can find the link. In fact, I, if you're on Blog Talk Radio, you won't be able to hear it. But people here on on the uh, on the, uh, the on, on watching on YouTube will be able to hear it. I think it should be on should be on nerdydan.com, and I'll just uh, I'll just play it on on my alternate screen or whatever, and, and we'll be able to hear it on on YouTube. I did say cake, yes. Videos. Where's the search feature? Maybe I have to expand the screen. There it is. So here we are. Let's bring this down here. If anybody is watching with, uh, if anybody is watching and wearing headphones, this is a headphone check moment right here. So you might want to lower your headphones a little bit uh, if you're watching with headphones, because if you're watching with headphones, this might hurt. Um, if anybody watches wrestling again, I don't know. I don't know if the if the wrestling fans are in here, but if anybody watches wrestling, uh, the person who I'm thinking this is with is Bill After, um, and uh, he is somebody who's very well known in wrestling, and he's the one doing uh, Archie. So here you go. And actually, I think I have a better version of that somewhere, but <laughs> there, there it is. That's me as Edith. I would have done it just live, but I don't want to. Uh... <laughs> Andrea comes in in the middle of me doing the All in the Family. Uh, that, that's not my best version. <clears throat> that, that is not my best version. Um, I, I have a better version out there. I just didn't want to wake up the family. Um, there's another version, I think, on, on TikTok um, that uh, with me and him when he came down for WrestleMania, <laughs> he called me up to do my Macho Man imitation. And then he was like, well, I called you up here to do something else. And because uh, he, he was like, who can do a Macho Man imitation? And I was like, I guess I can do one. And and he wanted me to do that because he anticipated me to ask. He anticipated me saying that just so I could do something else, just so I could do that one. So, um, Twitchers, if any of you were blocked or reported prior to how Switch being suspended, let me know so Hal and I can fix it. Hal and Mod, Andrea, I saw Andrea. I did see your message on on Twitter. Um, I'll have to see it. If there there's a link or something that you sent. I'll have, to, I'll have to see that after the show, I guess. Um, I don't know what you meant by the staff link, but I'm more than happy to help as much as I can. So, see, I wish you were closer to me, Dan. I love funny stuff. I drag my guitar by. That would be awesome. I have a guitar. Um, I haven't played it in a while. I don't, I don't really know how to play. I've like, I played a couple of songs. I wanted to learn better, um, but... I would love to do like if any if with any like have if people like 
came down to New Orleans or if we had like a liberal band meetup down in New Orleans or whatever, I'd love to do like a karaoke session with a bunch of y'all. Like it would be really fun to do like a liberal band karaoke or whatever. Find a, either rent a room out where we just all do it together. Cause there's several places in, in New Orleans where you can do that or just go to a karaoke place and just, you know, hang out at the bar and do that as well. Um, and, uh, you know, just have a good old time. If you go to the nerdydan.com YouTube page, there are several examples of, of, of me singing karaoke if you want to see that. Um, yeah, I can imagine it's a mess. Like, Hal looked quite shocked. I, I was there on his, on his, uh, on, on his, on his, right before I, got, I came over here and started my stream. I saw when, I saw it when Hal, when everyone was telling him, your Twitch got nuked. Your Twitch got nuked. Your, your Twitch got nuked. Your Twitch got nuked. Um, so, like, my thing is, like, I don't, like, I used to play the saxophone, like, in middle school, so I could have read the sheet music back then, but, like, I, I wouldn't know how to either read the sheet music or the tabs. So it's almost past my bedtime too at this point. So I'm probably going to end in a few, in a couple of minutes anyway. Um, and I, but I might go see if I can, if, if there's any way I can help Hal, I'll just see if I can jump in on that. If there's any way to help Hal, I'll jump in and see. But um, anywho, um, but yeah, I don't know. I've never read tabs. Um, I've read sheet music for the saxophone back when, you know, in middle school. So what? 12, 13 years old, so 89. How many years ago was that? Far too many years ago. Oh, my God. I feel old. Um, but, yeah. So, um, yeah, so I'd probably have to learn whatever I'd have to learn or just learn the chords and learn, you know, what, what chords to play for, for certain songs. I could still play a couple of songs that I know how to play, um, but that's about it. Um, as I recall them, uh, good night, Aaron. Um, thank you for modding. All right. All right. And Andrea, I'll, I'll, I'll look at the DMs as soon as the show's over, which should be ending in about a minute. Uh, and so I was trying to, during the pandemic, one of the guitar places was teaching how to play guitar, like free guitar lessons. And I was trying to teach my son how to play. Um, and we had, he had gotten a smaller size guitar but it was still too big for his fingers. So he wasn't able to, uh, we weren't able to have good lessons um, with him for that. So it was, it was, it would have been a nice thing to do with him during the pandemic. So I was trying to teach him how to learn, how to, how to do the chords and everything. And um, we, we would have learned together on the, on the guitar, but it just wasn't happening. So because he wasn't able to do it, he was losing interest. I was like, all right, fine, whatever. So anyway, so tomorrow, again, tomorrow is definitely, a Twitch stream. Um, I don't know. I might be the cider place we usually go to is closed this weekend. Um, I don't know what the plans are for tomorrow night. I may very well be going to a poker game uh, with my friends. Who's, my friends are doing like, a, I think a potluck and poker. Um, so I might go hang out with my friends a little bit. You know, I, after the poker game, I might come back and do a late night Twitch stream. Maybe. Um, I, I see Saturday morning, but I have to wake up early Saturday morning to do something for my son's 
high school that he's going to. I have to wake up early for that, so I don't know if I might. I don't know if I'll go play poker then because it might. I might keep me up too late, so I might just do a Twitch stream. Um, I don't know. NerdyDan.com on Twitter if you want to see if I'm if and when I'm going to do that. Um, and then I have to go pick up something for my wife on mother for mo- her Mother's Day, whatever Mother's Day gifts, sometime late on Saturday. Um, and of course Sunday's Mother's Day. Um, and then of course I'll be on Tuesday for another Twitch stream, and then Wednesday for another episode. So that's that's the upcoming schedule. Then I think the very next Thursday, the 18th, is I don't think I'm streaming because on Twitch on the Thursday, the 18th, because I think a friend of mine is coming to town, which is awesome. And then the Saturday, the 20th, is my birthday. So if y'all want to help me reach I don't I don't know if I'm going to be able to reach a thousand subscribers by my birthday but that would totally be awesome um and uh and uh whatever but you know it'll be awesome if I if I could even get monetized by my birthday that would be cool to get lots of like you know of the lots of the memberships or whatever just streaming up there or whatever but you know if you want to buy me lots of ciders too that'd be cool I don't know whatever um on on the on the 17th show <laughs> it, it could, we could, on the, the 17th show could be a special show. I don't know, whatever. But it it would be awesome to get the thousand subs on my on the 17th show. That would make me super duper happy. I don't expect that to happen though. Again, because you know that, that's I think that's asking too much too soon. But again, as I said, if once I hit a thousand subscribers here on YouTube, again the free ones, I will move. We will be going to two days a week, Mondays and Wednesdays. So anyway, that's the plan. So. Until next time I see you, be it on Twitch on Tuesdays and Thursdays or next Wednesday here on YouTube, this is the end of this week's episode of Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. Again, you can support the show by going to Liberal Dan Radio, patreon.com slash Liberal Dan. Uh, go to liberaldan.com and click the Buy Me a Cider button. Uh, click the Venmo link or at Liberal Dan at Venmo. Or just make sure to get your friends to subscribe, watch some videos, share some videos. I put out about eight or nine in the past month and a half. Um, Until next week, this is Liberal Dan Radio. Call to the left. That's right.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. 
Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.